Here in Toronto, as we get set to introduce to our audience and to the world today's big day for the uh, Jewish community of Toronto. And that is um, why is it such a big day? It's a big day because today is the charity.com slash Toronto Day. Charity, C H A R I D Y dot com slash Toronto. Today is the day that's been designated for everybody in Toronto and really the entire world, those who are familiar with this community and how great it is. Uh, to participate and keep both the Hatzalah organization and the Erev organization going in the Jewish community of Toronto. You'll hear about the uh, genesis of this idea and how we got to this point. We are honored to be broadcasting from this amazing city. Uh, we've talked about important and influential Jewish communities in North America over the years. Uh, this has certainly been a dream of mine to be in Toronto and to broadcast live from here. And now this dream has come true, and we get an opportunity to uh, highlight uh, the campaign and all of the uh, different um, uh, important elements of the community that I think everyone in this broadcast community needs to know about. We have a whole list of guests. Uh, We have a wonderful host. Uh, We have an incredible broadcast location. We have some fantastic people who are associated with both organizations, both the Eruv and Hatzalah, who have a lot of important things to say about supporting this cause. And they'll be joining us between now and 10 a.m. Eastern Time. That's right, we'll be here all the way until 10 a.m. Eastern Time for a special extended edition of JM in the AM. If you're on Facebook, you can go to the page on Facebook and actually watch the proceedings here and see all the guests who are going to be joining us live in studio uh, during JM in the AM. So again, go to the uh, Toronto Hot Solo page on Facebook and you could enjoy uh, looking in on our uh, mobile studio that's now north of the border. And um, and you could enjoy the presentation that way as well. You know, the Charity.com campaign officially begins in less than two hours. Uh, but many of you in the next two hours are going to feel very motivated to give. We're going to feel very motivated to support the cause. There are a lot of people in this audience who are very familiar with Toronto, some who've lived in Toronto, some who have many friends in Toronto. In fact, you should be telling those friends right now uh, to install and uh, listen to the Nahum Single Network app uh, so they could hear the proceedings this morning. Uh, if you are, in fact, motivated in the early part of this show, the Charity.com website is taking early morning donations. You could actually go to Charity.com slash Toronto, Charity.com slash Toronto, and you could be part of this effort early on and to support these two great causes. Two of the things, or, or two of the things, we should say, um, two of the elements that are important to a Jewish community these days, any Jewish community around the world, is number one, the Eruv, which is such a key uh, to Jewish life at this point, and uh, secondly, the uh, uh, the life-saving organization, whether it's in the form of Hatzalah and under the name Hatzalah, or whatever name it may take around the world in different cities, Hatzalah, the life-saving organization, is such a key element. Uh, normally, and this is the case here as well, the response time of the organization is much quicker than any other service that would be used. And uh, the life-saving potential has been realized many, 
many times. The number of lives that have been saved by Hatzalah in communities like Toronto and others uh, is really remarkable. So everybody stay tuned. Everybody get ready to meet some wonderful people. Everybody get ready to uh, participate in the Charity.com campaign. Go to the Charity website, charity.com slash Toronto, and you have an opportunity to uh, participate even at now, very early in the morning. The campaign, as you'll see, is not really beginning until an hour and change from now, but there is such a thing as early giving and showing support early on. We encourage everybody to do so like some people have been doing all week long. You're listening to JM in the AM. It's been an amazing visit for us so far. Last night we were at Sobeys and we got a tremendous reception there with a lot of great listeners stopping by. And this morning we're concentrating on uh, one of the, or I should say two, of the key elements of a uh, of an established and growing Jewish community. And that's the uh, the Erev campaign, the Erev organization, and the Hatzalah organization up here in Toronto, Canada. And we're inviting everybody to uh, go to charity.com slash Toronto and participate in this unique venture and be part of this incredible effort. We are beginning, and if you're on Facebook, you'll see uh, him stepping into our picture. We're beginning with our host, the uh, gentleman who first informed uh, myself and Miriam L. Wallach about why this would be such a great match to have us tell the world about this amazing cause and this effort that's happening up here in Toronto. That's Yummy Schachter, who's been a great friend for many, many years. And last night told us that if you would have spoken to him a month ago, he would not have known about this morning's and today's campaign. Yummy Schachter, thank you for hosting us, and welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning. Thanks for having me. It's and nice to clarify, I'm not hosting you. This is someone else's house. Right, this is someone else's home. And they are home. very graciously They are the hosting. official host. But I would never host you this early in the morning <laughs> in my house. <laughs> but we've, we've given you the responsibilities of host, of welcoming us here and really kicking off this entire effort for our audience. So if I would have spoken to you a month ago, this uh, campaign would not have been on the map. No. In fact, a month ago, I had zero involvement in Toronto Hatsala or Toronto Erev uh, until David Stein came along, and uh, you'll meet him shortly. Right. Um, very good man who's involved in a lot of amazing things throughout the city, and he uh, bullied me into uh, helping out, and here we are today. And I guess the message Thank was... You, I guess the message was if these two important community organizations are going to continue, they need funding. Yes. So the idea basically was when I was actually surprised when David, who is synonymous with Chesed, but specifically with Hatzalah in the city, when he said that Hatzalah doesn't have any money in the bank, I was shocked because a service that a community like Toronto uses so frequently should never need money, should never have to do an emergency campaign to raise money. Uh, and through somewhere in the first discussion or the second discussion that we had about the subject, uh, the Erev came up as being similar in that it's a service that is volunteer run, but everyone in the city uses, but nobody pays for. I think people assume that volunteer organizations don't need money. Right. And you and I both know that it's not exactly <laughs> not the way the it works. Um, and, uh, and we decided to put them together because it really tells a story of two organizations that everyone takes advantage of and uses it uses but that nobody thinks to really support so the idea through this campaign of putting them both together is number one to raise enough money for both organizations to make it through an entire year without having to sweat and to allow them during that year to really focus on reaching out to the community and building enough awareness so that by the time we get here next year and by the time the funds raised today 
uh, are, are used up or are starting to be depleted, that the community knows on its own that these are organizations that are important to be uh, supporting. It's a very interesting match. One organization is one you always want to be there. The other one is one you pray you never see exactly. in your home. Exactly. So it's a very interesting balance between the two. The Eruv, uh, as you explained to uh, us last night, and I think it's really obvious to anybody who's involved in an Eruv in their community, uh, even if everyone, in theory, would be a volunteer. The expense is just to maintain an Eruv, just to make sure it's checked, just to make sure it has all the regulations that are being followed that the government, the local government, insists upon. Just that is a major expense. Yeah, so I'll let Danny Gordon, who's the president of the Eruv, deal with that. Right. He'll be on shortly. Um, he probably won't say this, so I'll say it now, but he also, I think Danny was involved also in bringing Hatsala to Toronto. Uh, he'll probably kill me for saying that, but uh, this is all his fault, I guess. <laughs> the whole thing. Understood. Yeah. And, and of course, the Hatzalo organization, uh, there it's probably a little easier for people to understand. Obviously, we'll talk with, with some of the guests later on, but it's e- a little easier for people to understand that there are expenses. There are ambulances and there's equipment. There's there training. are no ambulances here. Oh, but okay. There's training volunteers. I'll let David or right. someone else talk about that too. See, I don't know exactly. I, I don't right, want to start getting into the financial perspective. But, but basically, you have to train volunteers. You have to have insurance for volunteers. You have to right. pay people who work on Shabbos. Right, I never even thought of that. Right, you have a Shabbos guy; they're not Needs working for free. They need to be paid. Right, um, you know, there's equipment, there's training, there's and there's expansion. Right, both for the Eruv and for Hatzalah. Right. the the other idea through this campaign is to allow Hatzalah to recruit more volunteers and to train more volunteers and get more people responding. Obviously, bringing down the response time to any emergency throughout the city. Currently, it's at three minutes or under. So. To get it in two minutes or under would be even better. Right. Uh, so to train more volunteers and to expand more areas in which they service. And the same goes for the Arif. To go further north, to go further south, to in- incorporate the hospitals. And, you know, the, the Toronto community keeps uh, growing further and further north. And the Arif should cover everything. So, again, like you said, city permits and right. uh, having people to check it and put things up and fix things when they're down. Yami Schachter welcoming us here to Toronto. Um the charity model, which I think the Jewish community is really getting used to at this point, because we've been, you know, we've been uh, uh, involved in many different campaigns. Uh, I would hope that that model will encourage people to give. Is there an indication? Is there any way for you, as coordinator or one of the coordinators of all this, to get a feel over the last few days if, in fact, this charity campaign is motivating people to get involved and to give money? So that's a very good question. I think Danny would probably uh, answer this better as well. Uh, we're starting to get used to the charity model, that's for sure, as a community. I just don't know. I don't know if the people from charity are watching, but I don't think if I don't know if they're used to how we're going to do things today. So <laughs> we're talking about. They said set up an ops room and it's going to go till ten at night, and then in the morning people call again. That's their typical. By setup, lunch, I guess. we're going to be done. We're wrapping up at lunch. <laughs> I hope you're listening. Anyway, there's been tremendous, tremendous excitement throughout the city. There really has been. I don't know if you saw any billboards up and down Bathurst. Yeah, we saw some notices, yeah. Um, notices? Yeah, those, that, those oh, signs. I stuff. guess when you're six foot uh, 12, <laughs> those, are those are notices. Those are yeah, that's a little those flyer. Those are flyers, right. Yeah. Um, so to the rest of us normal-sized people, those are billboards. Um, well, but there's, oh, been, there's I, really been a lot of excitement, and even up until last night, more families are calling that they want to be matchers. Like, we didn't even continue to reach out to potential matchers once we reached the amount we wanted it with matchers. People keep calling saying we want to be matchers. Because they know, as a donor, if you could, 
you know, if if you can make a further impact, if your money could go further, they want to be part of that and they want to see this be successful. So, so every dollar is worth how much today? Right now is four. Four Every dollar is four. And then we'll do a bonus round and we'll see based on how many matchers come in until then how much that's going to be. So you're very confident. You're already thinking bonus round. Yes, I'm confident. Is that a new? Is that a? Uh, <laughs> a is that news to you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That again. Uh, all right. So the the challenge, I guess we could call it a challenge, has really been given. You want this over by midday. You want this over by lunch. I think at- we could raise the first million by lunch. <laughs> anyone? Anyone with me? <laughs> yeah. No, why not? Of course. Right. Uh, look at the round of applause you got for that. Yeah. And uh, and then of course, if there is a bonus round, which you do anticipate, we uh, will ho- have a bonus round. Hopefully, that will uh, that will uh, increase the uh, the amount of donors and the uh, number of dollars that are raised uh, today through the Charity.com campaign. Charity.com slash Toronto. And one of the things I've emphasized is even though it officially begins at 9 a.m. Eastern time, people could really give right now. Yes. So I don't think there's ever a Jewish organization who's not ready to take money. So pay up, people. By the way, and you can speak to this because you're you're a world traveler. You've been to many places. You always meet people who are either from Toronto, have an affinity toward the city, know people here. Because I said that one of the reasons I love this for our audience is we don't, we're not just speaking to residents of Toronto today. We're speaking to people who understand and appreciate how great a city this is. And many of them, of course, visit. Many of them have relatives and friends. They also should be participating today. Yeah, of course. If you ever come here for Shabbos or Yontif yeah. and you want to be able to carry while you're here, <laughs> you know, you're responsible too. Good point. Good luck, people. (laughs) (laughs) Yummy Shachter. Maybe we'll get there before lunch. It could be. Yeah. If we have enough of a response from south of the border. Why not? Uh, Yummy Shachter, thank you. And thanks for bringing us here. Uh, You're listening to JM and the AM, Facebook Live, if you go to the Toronto Hot Solo page. Facebook Live, if you go to the Toronto Hot Solo page. Uh, We'll continue with more coming up on a very, very interesting Wednesday morning here at JM and the AM. We are in Toronto, Canada. The campaign address, very simple, charity.com slash Toronto, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y dot com slash Toronto. Get involved, everybody. More coming up at JM and the AM.
JM in the AM. It's a uh, Wednesday morning edition, and we're in Toronto, Canada. Could you imagine? That's right, we're here. The Charity.com campaign starts officially at 9 a.m. Eastern time, but you can participate right now. Go to Charity, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y, Charity.com slash Toronto, Charity.com slash Toronto. There are two causes that are on the receiving end of today's campaign, Hatsala here in Toronto and the Eruv here in Toronto. And with us... And if you're watching on Facebook Live, you see the two gentlemen here in front of me. Uh, Danny Gordon is president of the Toronto AREV and vice president, chief compliance officer at Friedberg Mercantile Group. Uh, Danny Gordon, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. And David Stein is here. David Stein is a Hatzala volunteer, somebody who is uh, known as a uh, uh, as somebody very involved in the community. And uh, Yummy said earlier, somebody who actually helped bring, uh, was that you or Danny who brought Hatsala and the whole thing? That was my fault. Well, that was my fault. But we'll get into that coming <laughs> up. All right, let's start with the Eruv, if we can, because uh, so many communities uh, would find it shocking that an Eruv actually has a budget, has financial needs, has uh, staff and procedural matters that need to be paid for. But you see it from the vantage point of overseeing all this. What can you tell our audience? Well, uh, well, it's easy. I mean, everyone knows the Eruv has budget. Uh, we have to pay the people that check it because some people do it on a daily, you know, once a week. Their entire day is is, is checking the Eruv. There are, we have to pay for... Uh, Toronto is not, you know, we have storms, we have ice storms, we have snow, so the air comes down very often. Uh, we have construction, we have a lot of construction, so the air comes down often, and we have to pay someone to do the fixing. So, and then we have uh, metro roads, which sometimes requires us to do. They don't like the way we do things sometimes, and right. we have to work with them, and we have to use their uh, union uh, employees. Uh, recently, they came to us, and they're making us do all the wiring over the four four hundred one highway, which is a huge project so there's there's expenses it's interesting you mentioned the the weather which we thought would be you know the, one of the biggest factors up here and you know you guys laugh at the miami a roof checker right obviously because yeah. it's so much more difficult up here at times uh, but that's just one of the considerations i was also told this is a relatively large a roof uh, when speaking about major cities could it be this is one of the the biggest ones in any metropolitan area I, you know, I, LA may have a big one. I don't have to speak to my friend there, but it's pretty close. We're either the largest or the second largest in the world. And uh, the the halachic rules we came up with initially when we did this uh, make it very stringent. So f- everybody should carry and follow it because we have Rabbi Shalom Miller as the as the Rava Posek there, Rabbi Akiva Steinmetz, who's the uh, also the Posek. Uh, both of them are from the Toronto Kolel. And uh, we, we are, every single one of our uh, size is rove fence, mostly fence, and that that creates a uh, halacha that uh, a lot of people want to have. Uh, how old do you think the Arab is at this point? How long has there been an Arab in Toronto? Uh, the, Toronto probably has one of the longest Arabian time uh, line in in, the, in North America for sure. Uh, in the 1920s, Robert Grobart uh, started uh, and built an Arab. 1920s, yeah, he came here and he built the Arab. Uh, Reb Yaakov Kamenetsky, when he lived here in the 40s, uh, he um, redid it and made it larger, uh, and then that continued. Uh, and then I got involved in the mid 80s. Um, Community was split. I you know I wanted to to uh, to have an the, the community was moving north. It was growing. It was there was a lot of things happening. Uh, it took me about ten or twelve, thirteen years to to get it get it done. And so we've had the air of here since about nineteen ninety five. Plus the community, present. as you mentioned, continues to expand. 
we've we've done a number of expansions over time. Uh, north, we've we've now probably moved f- since we initially put her in about three four miles. We've gone east. We have to go east again. We <laughs> we went west to, to the 400, which is um, many, many miles to include one of the hospitals that was just built there. So it's it's an ongoing process. I don't think this uh, audience <laughs> until this morning realized just how much Toronto is growing. The air of reflects the fact that it's a very very much growing community. Yeah, say yeah, the least. Uh, Danny Gordon's president of the Toronto area of Dubbin Steins here um, with Hatsala. Thank you for having me as well. A pleasure. And you've been involved with Hatsala for how long now? I actually joined Hatsala when I was still living in New York. I was a Queens Hatsala member for uh, eight years before I moved here. And when I came to Toronto, I jumped on board. And how long ago was that? I moved here in 2000. And oh, so that's 18 years. 18 that's quite, years. A, quite a stretch of Thanks time. Thanks for the uh, math. And, uh, <laughs> do how does the Hatsala group in Toronto compare to what you know about the uh, established Hatsala well-known groups in other areas? You know, the Hatsala group uh, everywhere is, is, is unbelievable. I'm proud to be part of it both here and in, and in New York. Um, obviously a much smaller organization here, um, a close-knit organization. We're, we're, we're 50 guys now, close-knit. We're all like brothers to each other. Um, we know each other intimately and um, and uh, re- really proud to be part of the group. Would you know offhand number of calls or the number of people that are helped on a regular basis? When I moved here in uh, 2000, uh, Hatsala was running maybe a call every day or two. Um, we're, we're running between five and eight or nine calls a day now oh, so across a, the city. A significant presence. Yeah. And we know from our experience last night, there's sometimes a lot of traffic around. It's yeah, hard to a little get bit around. of traffic. That's right. And uh, that means that these Hatsala volunteers have to be... Uh, have to be uh, alert, attentive, and ready to really roll at a Absolutely. second's notice. Absolutely. And that's what happens, of course. Uh, speaking with David Stein, so it might be a little bit more obvious to those who are tuned in why Hatsala has major expenses. I mean, it, it, it's not easy, even with all the uh, volunteers you have, it's not easy to maintain the budget that's necessary. Give us a couple of examples. That's correct. To paint that picture. Well, we, we ha- we're blessed in Toronto to have a medical director um, that allows us, under his license, to to do a lot of things that a lot of the hot souls around the world don't allow. Certain medications that we're allowed to give as, as uh, basic life support uh, medics. And to, in order to do that, it takes a lot of classes, takes a lot of medication, takes a, a lot of time. Um, a lot of a lot of training and and all that costs a lot of money. Right, I can imagine. And you're always looking for more volunteers. But Absolutely, that means more training, etc. Yeah, I'm from the Queens. Uh, the Queen. The Queens um, motto was flood the streets uh, without solo members. You so. don't still have a Q number, do you? Fifteen was my Q <laughs> number, but uh, no longer. They 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 gave that away. How do we designate the numbers up here? How does that work? Um, same way by neighborhood. <laughs> start, but it but it's not Q anything. It's not T anything. Well, it's unit one, unit two, minus unit nine. Yes. Okay. Congratulations. That's Thank that. you. You've graduated to Thank single you. That's digits. Right. 15 to 9. Which I'm told is a big deal about the organization. All right. It's time for both of you to remind this audience why it's important to participate. We've stressed that anybody who wants to donate can do so right now by going to charity.com slash Toronto. Charity, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y dot com slash Toronto. We'll start with you, Danny. A little bit of an appeal to everybody. Excuse me. We'll start with you, David. A little bit of an appeal to uh, all the people who appreciate Hatsala in general and know how wonderful this community is, why they should participate. Well, obviously nobody wants to use uh, the services of Hatsala, and we hope we don't have to come to your house. But uh, when I went to Yummy, I actually went to uh, Yummy and uh, a gentleman named Bincian Berkowitz about four weeks ago um, with tears in my eyes saying, you know, we have bills to pay and we don't have a dollar in the account. Um, there's no reason for that. An organization like Hatsala and like the Arab, there's no reason for that. And um, being that you're broadcast in the States, I want to make a very important point. The U.S. dollar is something that we love very much here. Right. So don't be afraid to uh, use it today. 
100%. And Yummy made the point that people who visit Toronto, and there's a lot, the corridor between the New York, New Jersey area and Toronto right. is extremely active. I want to tell you a funny story. Um, it's not funny. We got a call um, about six months ago for a family that was heading from Toronto back to New York. They were driving on the New York State Thruway. They were in Buffalo. I got into a bad car accident. Only spoke Yiddish. They called Hatzola in New York, who called us in Toronto. And I got on the phone with um, one of our medics. His name is Shui Skase. Shui Skase is a, is a, is a higher-level uh, medic. He works out of Buffalo a lot. And I said, are you any chance in Buffalo? And he said, yeah, I'm in Buffalo right now. Where? And I told him where the accident was. He was a minute and a half away from this car accident. He went. He was on his way back to Toronto. He stayed with the family for probably 24 hours, translated, got them a hotel. It, that's all the organization goes far and wide. I heard and, about uh, the story. And something, something, you know, that everyone should be proud to support. Yeah, no question about it. All right, um, uh, uh, Danny Gordon, tell me about the uh, genesis of this campaign, uh, how the uh, how these two organizations and charity got together to do and to uh, to put this day together uh, for the two organizations. Well, <clears throat> excuse me, this campaign, I have to thank Yami. He he came to a, to to me, called me up one day, and said, "Listen, we're doing this campaign for Atzal. I think it would be great for the city if we did both because that could create a lot of buzz." And I actually thought, "Whoa, how are we going to raise that much money?" And and he says, "Don't worry, we can do it." And the fact is, the it, it's 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 happened. It's occurred. Uh, we've gotten a, a, a lot of donations that we we're very happy to to receive. Um, and the buzz around the city is incredible. The, you know, I, I, you see them on Facebook, you see how many people are sending out uh, the brochures and, and, and what's going on, and you speak to people. Um, I've never real. I listen, I raise a lot of money for a number of different organizations, and I've never seen the buzz like this in this city uh, ever. Yeah, I've, I, I, I'm doing this for over 30 years. I, I think me. Yummy's created a hype in Toronto yeah. that... N- I don't think it's ever happened. Really, Yummy has created, I've heard it from many people, people that have nothing to do with Hatzol or Nerev, people that have what to do with Hatzol or Nerev. Yummy has created something that Toronto has never seen. And there have been some great campaigns, organizations, yep, and events up here. There have been absolutely. a lot of great events up here. So uh, keep Toronto running. That's been the, uh, the one-day campaign theme, and it seems that the citizens and residents up here have certainly taken it seriously mm-hmm. and are hopping aboard, and now we're asking everybody to do the same. Uh, whether you're in Toronto or anywhere around the world, Keep Toronto running with its uh, Hatzala organization, the Toronto Community Aero, by going to charity.com slash Toronto, charity.com slash Toronto. It officially kicks off at 9 a.m. Eastern time, but we welcome, and everybody here welcomes your contributions right now, and we encourage you to do so. And I thank both Danny Gordon. Thank you very much for being thank here. You. And continued good luck with the Aero. And my thanks to David Stein. Continue thank you good so luck much. with Hatzala, Mr. Thank Unit you. 9. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Charity.com slash Toronto. Charity.com slash Toronto. More coming up if you keep it right here at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Good morning, all. Thanks so much for tuning in. A special broadcast all the way until 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Where are we? We're usually in Manhattan. Today, we're in Toronto, Canada, as we are participating in the Keep Toronto Running charity campaign. Toronto today is raising uh, funds for both the Toronto Community Eruv and the Hatzalah organization up here in Toronto. Every dollar you give is multiplied by four if you give $25, that's a $100 donation. If you give $100, that's a $400 donation. And of course, as all charity campaigns are, it's an all-or-nothing campaign. They've got to achieve their goal. We're going to help them do it. Those of you who want to participate now, even though the campaign officially only begins at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, can do so by going to charity.com Toronto, charity.com Toronto, and there you'll see a whole bunch of information regarding today's campaign. Aviva Zelenik is here. Uh, mother of a, a child who was saved by Hatsala, living here in Toronto, Canada. Good morning, and thank morning. you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I don't know to what degree we could discuss the details, but whatever you're willing to tell us will be great. Could you let us know what type of episode this was and how Hatsala came through for your family? Sure. Uh, my daughter was probably two years old, maybe almost two. Um, she woke up in the middle of the night with a very bad cough. And as a first-time mom, I kind of you know, just thought it was a regular cold. Uh, sat with her for a little bit until I started realizing she was having a really hard time breathing to the point where she wasn't. Um, her mouth was open and she was trying to cry. Her face was kind of turning a little, not the color you want anyone's face to turn. Um, and frantically, my husband and I were running around trying to figure out what to do. Um, we had the Hatsala sticker on our on our board and I told him to call. And within, I would say, 
two minutes. Uh, Chaim Weinberger, if I can say his name, walked sure. into my house, kind of like this aura of calmness. Um, you know, sat down with all of his things and and his team. Um, had a mask on my daughter within a couple of seconds and with the proper medication to help get oxygen running to her again. Um, constantly just talking to us, keeping us calm, telling us, you know, what to do. Um, and then about probably 15, 20 minutes later, the paramedics showed up. Um, and to this day, if I would have waited for the paramedics, I don't really know what would have happened. Um, and even it, it was past that. Just the, even the next day, I got probably three phone calls from from Chaim asking me how how I am, if I went to the doctor, what he, what he can do, does he want me to stop in, um, uh, and they're just a, a great and it happened more than once. Um, fortunately, after that first episode, we knew exactly what to do, and and our first phone call was always to Hatzala, and it was always Chaim that came to our house. <laughs> he lives within a very close distance to my house, so he was always there. Um, he came when my son had croup. He came when my daughter had a couple of more episodes. Always the same, um, you know, calm aura of a, of a man and always following up with everything. He came when I had my third child. He even stayed after the paramedics left. He held my baby at two o'clock in the morning and wanted to know about, you know, how he was. Um, just a great organization that I don't think I would ever be able to I don't think anyone can live without. In How community. is your daughter doing? Great, thank God. She's great. Croup uh, is something that supposedly they children outgrow. So um, after, I'm pretty sure we had Chaim in our house four times for her. Um, so after she hit the age of three, we were done with her. Then my son got it a couple of times. Yeah, it's, it's not a fun experience, right. but when you have Atzala down the block from you, um, there's definitely that. Makes it a little easier to deal with, huh? Exactly. exactly. Uh, speaking with Aviva Zelenik, um, whose uh, child was saved by Hatsala. You live in what neighborhood here in Toronto? Um, down south is what we would call it. And how would you uh, how would you classify this community to people? Those who've never been here, those who've never heard of it till this morning, that there's a Jewish community up here. What would you say to our listeners would best describe this community? The Toronto community is very close-knit, um, especially the down south community. A lot of us grew up here. We were born and raised within, you know, a certain radius. Um, we all know each other quite well. Um, we frequent the same, you know, schools, shuls, um, and everyone is really just supportive of each other. It doesn't matter if you're the same age. It doesn't matter if your kids are the same age. Uh, it doesn't matter you know, even what school or school you go to, um, everyone really is, it's a very tight knit community. Everyone feels like very much at home. You were asked for obvious reasons to speak about Hatzala this morning. Uh, could you say a word about the importance of having an Erev up here as well and uh, maintaining it? <laughs> what would a Jewish community be without it at this point, huh? I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't remember, any, I don't remember anything else. Um, right, that's and true. I wouldn't be able to push a stroller. <laughs> and of course, it's, it's also an extremely important cause. Um, both of them. I think it's a great idea that Yummy joined both, both of these important causes together. And of course, anything that, that Yummy and his team come up with is always going to generate some major buzz in Toronto and, and hopefully within a couple of hours they'll be able to reach if not surpass their goal. So you do anticipate a very successful day today thank oh, I, don't, I don't doubt it. Everybody doubt out it. there you have uh, well all day long but as we've been saying you could uh, before the campaign even officially starts 
You can go to charity.com slash Toronto, charity, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y dot com slash Toronto and participate in all this. Uh, you mentioned that um, your family's from here, Eric. Your yes. family's from yeah. from Toronto, and it sounds like for quite a while, right? Well, a generation I, or two? I was or? born, my parents were not born here, but I was born here within know, three blocks away. We moved, whenever we moved, it was always <laughs> within a two-block radius. And then when I got married, I moved to, you know, just across the the main Bathurst Street. But yeah, and all my friends that I grew up with, we all kind of stayed in this area and welcomed everybody new to this area. And again, it's just very, it's home for for us. And you've seen the community respond positively many times to to needs like this. Oh, for sure. Whenever there's a need like this or or a need in general, this community really steps up um, big time. it doesn't matter if they if it's something that they use on a regular basis or if it's you know a school that their kids don't even go to. But when when a community when this community finds um, an organization that needs their help, we're we're there. Uh, I want to thank you for being here this morning. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Aviva, and best Enjoy. regards to your daughter and the entire family. Thank you. Thanks so much. Uh, Aviva Zelenik is helping us remind everybody about why it's so important to support these two causes this morning. Um, both the uh, Toronto Community Eruv and Toronto Hatsala are the beneficiaries of everybody out there who is uh, deciding to give a small or large donation today. And every donation you give, no matter how small, no matter how large, will be multiplied by four to make this an even bigger and better campaign. And a big thank you to all the matchers out there who've made sure uh, to match each dollar and to help uh, with the math. Uh, so that every dollar can be multiplied by four. Information, go to charity.com slash Toronto, charity.com slash Toronto. We have more coming up. You are listening to a Wednesday morning edition of JM and the AM live from Toronto.
A.M. in the A.M. As we continue on this uh, Wednesday morning broadcast, we are live in Toronto. And we are raising money and encouraging everybody to give to keep Toronto running. Uh, Hatsala of Toronto and the Toronto Community Area are the beneficiaries of today chari- today's Charity.com campaign. Charity.com slash Toronto. Charity.com slash Toronto. Give as generously as possible. Dr. Paul Perlon is with us live via telephone, a physician at McKenzie Health and Hatsala's medical director. Dr. Perlon, an honor to have you here on JM in the AM. Good morning. How are you? Baruch Hashem. Uh, from your perspective, I mean, somebody who's Hatsala's medical director certainly has a unique perspective when it comes to this organization. Tell me about the staff and volunteers and how dedicated they are to the Toronto community. Truly, uh, this is an amazing group of of, uh, of uh, men and women, the, the volunteers. Uh, it's it's really an amazing org- organization. Um, it's uh, it's over 42 responders. Um, four of them uh, are highly specialized, so advanced care uh, res- responders. They're doing quite a quite an amazing job uh, within uh, the Jewish community as well as as as, as well as the regular uh, the, the non-Jewish community. 
uh, just an, an incredible group of uh, people. Uh, tremendous effort and one that's appreciated by the community. Today we're trying to uh, convince everybody that it should be appreciated enough they should give as generously as possible. And hence, uh, we've asked you um, uh, just to brief us about the organization. From the standpoint of medical director, could you tell us some of the things, some of the responsibilities that you have for this unique group? So so, so what I do, I help uh, uh, do uh, some of the training for the for the for the first responders, I make sure that they have advanced directives. So, for example, um, a child has has a croup, then we provide them, uh, then then we give that that child uh, epinephrine, or um, you know, child uh, child or an, or an or an adult has uh, an asthma attack, so we give them Ventolin. So we give them medications that they that they that they need early on. You know, severe allergic reactions. We can uh, we can give these, those uh, patients epinephrine. So again, so so we're 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 providing from from my years of emergency medicine. The one thing that I've learned and realized that things are best done when they're done early. Right. The, the earlier the, the the better the outcome. So that's that's really what what this uh, group does, and it's 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 done in a very knowledge knowledgeable and caring way. So. This is a group of people truly amazing. They volunteer their time and uh, and and efforts. And this is not just a, just a, a ragtag group of guys. This is a very very knowledgeable and talented group of people. Really. It, it sounds like you need speed, you need efficiency, and you need yes. and you need knowledge to do this. And you could provide and your and the training that you give obviously could provide the knowledge. But you need a dedicated group, one that's you know motivated uh, to put that speed into action and put that efficiency into action on behalf of the community. I guess it's only when you have all those elements you have a really good Hatsala volunteer. It's truly, yeah. I mean, and and I would say the advanced guys. There's four guys that are advanced. Uh, I I really like the amount of time. This this is years that they that they that they sort of take away from their families to 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 be to be able to achieve that level of knowledge and, and expertise to then to then transfer that to the community. It's uh, it's it's in- incredible. Truly, these just and it's it's awesome. Also, from your perspective, we're speaking to Dr. Mm-hmm. Paul Perlon, who's the Hatsala Medical Director here in Toronto. Could you say a word about the families that have to tolerate when the Hatsala volunteers are, are on the road, are on the road, and have to uh, and have to gladly, you know, go out and save lives? Those families are making a sacrifice, aren't they? They they truly are. Uh, the, the the spouses, the children. Uh, the grandchildren of of these first responders. I mean, and 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 even the the staff. They truly have to. Uh, they have to be in, incredible people. They have to um, understand that that uh, that, um, that 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 what their spouse is doing is um, it's, it's for a greater purpose. So I, it's yeah, it, you know, you really have to be a, a special person to to be a, a family member I would say and but finally and finally we keep hearing about how special the Toronto community is in general with that in mm. with that in mind and again from your vantage point uh, do you have confidence that this campaign in fact will be the success that everyone thinks it will be I have no doubt in my mind I have no doubt in my mind you guys will do great be fantastic 
Dr. Paul Perlon, physician at uh, McKenzie Health, Hatzalah's medical director. Uh, we're familiar with some of the work of some of the Hatzalah medical directors around the world, and the uh, the job that you guys do is simply remarkable, amazing, and very often uh, putting your own reputation on the line when dealing with the staff and volunteers. For that, uh, everybody, I'm sure, uh, joins me in saying thank you to you. And uh, my pleasure, my pr- pleasure, and I'm truly and I'm truly proud of of of, uh, of, um, of the of the guys. You guys are doing a fantastic job. You have a good reason to be proud of them. Thank you, doctor. Thanks yeah. for joining us this morning. Continued Hatzlacha. Thank you. My pleasure. Uh, Dr. Paul Perlon is uh, the medical director of um, Hatzalah here in Toronto and a physician at McKenzie Health. I want to remind everybody listening that we are really on the road this week a lot. <laughs> we've been, uh, we've already, uh, we've already uh, enjoyed some of the. Um, Benefits of traveling this week up here in Toronto, and I remind you that tomorrow we are going to be out in Woodmere uh, and the Cedarhurst. Tomorrow we are going to be with our friends at the Jewish National Fund um, starting at 6 a.m. Eastern Time until 9 o'clock at Gotta Get a Bagel in Woodmere. We're going to be with our friends at JNF for that broadcast. And then I remind you that the um, a live lunch tomorrow from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. is going to be conducted at the Achiezer headquarters on Central Avenue in Cedarhurst. So our our um, travel week continues to be a busy one. We'll be in Toronto until 10 o'clock this morning. As you remind everybody to uh, go to the charity page, charity.com slash Toronto, charity.com slash Toronto, and give as generously as possible. Coming up, the chief, Toron- the chief of Toronto Paramedic Services is scheduled to join us and many other guests as well. As we get to the 9 o'clock official start and encourage everybody to give and support the Toronto Community Eruv and the uh, Toronto Community Hatzalah organization. More coming up. Keep it right here at JM in the AM as we continue from Toronto, Canada.
J.M. and the A.M. with Aryeh Kunstler from an album entitled From the Depths. Uh, it's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com on the NahumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. I want to thank everybody who's tuning in from the looks of things, frankly. It looks like we have a massive, massive audience today, and I guess for good reason. Whenever we're on the road, we get a big audience, or, uh, or or even larger than usual, and when we come to a place like Toronto, it seems that there are a lot of very active people in the community who are uh, either into JM and the AM or have become into uh, what we're doing this morning, because today we are raising money and helping raise money for two very important causes up here in Toronto, Canada. Uh, it's the uh, charity campaign for both Hatsala of Toronto and for the uh, Eruv up here in Toronto. And everybody's invited, even though the campaign does not officially start for another hour. You're invited to donate and donate early. Do so now at charity.com slash Toronto, charity.com slash Toronto. The president of the board of Atora Day School is Jeffrey Silver, who is in our mobile studio here in Toronto. Good morning and welcome to JMNAM. Good morning. Nice to have you here. Wonderful what, to be here. What neighborhood in Toronto are you from? This neighborhood right here. Right here where we are, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and tell us first about the Tivot HaTorah. Uh, the day school here in Toronto. Netivot is a modern Orthodox Jewish day school, has approximately 700 kids, stretch wow. across three campuses, and uh, I have four kids that go there. And I you have the there. privilege of being president. And I have the privilege of being president of the board Boy, for another six months. <laughs> Counting down, <huh? laughs> No, not at all. But it's not easy. It's satisfying, I'm sure, but never easy, right? Absolutely. All right. Tell me about the... Uh, two organizations that we are uh, really paying tribute to today and encouraging everybody, everybody to support, uh, Eruv and Hatzala. Tell me how these two are so important and impact this community. I think the Eruv is a no-brainer, probably not something people think about often, but when you're pushing a stroller or carrying your talus to shul or able to walk freely uh, on the streets on Shabbos and have stuff in your hands or in your pockets, that uh, makes life a lot easier. I've been to some communities where they don't have an Eruv, and it's amazing to see what people have to do and the struggle that they have to go through to get around on Shabbos. So I think that's one that people kind of don't think about, but it's it's really quite important. Um, Hatzalah is really 
probably top-notch in this city. The volunteers are amazing. The response time is unbelievable. And I personally, our family has been helped by Hatsala many times. The school has been helped by Hatsala many times. Uh, they're usually the first on scene when the school puts out a phone call to uh, come and check out what's, what's happening. And uh, we really appreciate having both of these organizations available in Toronto. Jeffrey Silver is with us. So when you were approached to be somewhat involved in this effort, for you, I guess, was a no-brainer. It didn't even take me one second. When Yami reached out and said he was putting this campaign together and came up with the idea, I was behind him from the first minute, and it was no questions asked. You sound like, from your accent, that you've been in Toronto for a while. Born and raised here from day one. And the reason I say that is because, and I hope this comes out right, uh, for years when I was a kid, the Toronto community was always looked to to support causes around the world. It's probably still the same, I would bet. And today, we're doing somewhat, uh, I wouldn't say the opposite, but somewhat of a different approach. And that is that, number one, we want all Torontonians to support these two causes and make today a success. But I think there are a lot of people in this audience who are familiar with this community and know how great it is and know how wonderful uh, a community it is to, to, to support going forward. And I think they should be involved as well. I think everybody should be involved. I think both of these causes are ones which support the entire Toronto, Thornhill, Vaughan community, and I think it's important for everyone to step up and be a part of it. How many different neighborhoods are there in this town? Ooh, that's a good question. Because there are a lot of smaller ones, right? Uh, I wouldn't say smaller. Most of the Jewish community lives along the Bathurst Corridor, right. so we kind of all spring off of that street. But, but uh, some of us don't realize how long that corridor that's is. That's right. right? Yeah. Absolutely. And I think the services are applicable for everybody, and I think it's imperative that everyone get up and support the cause. Very nice. All right. Well, we take this opportunity to wish uh, you continued good luck at the day school and to thank you very much for all your involvement here and for being here this morning. Thank you very much. Jeffrey Silver, who's president of the TV Torah Day School and has been uh, uh, very active in many causes and encouraging everybody rightfully to get involved in today's cause. Go to charity.com slash Toronto charity.com slash Toronto. I'm told that Chief Gord McCacken, who's Chief of uh, Toronto's Paramedic Services is with us live via telephone. Chief, good morning and thanks for joining us. Uh, good morning. Thanks for having me. A pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. Appreciate that very much. I'm sure you're aware at this point that today's a very big day for the Hatsala organization. They are one of the beneficiaries of the charity.com slash Toronto campaign, which officially begins in less than an hour, but people already are donating. From your vantage point, as Chief of Toronto's Paramedic Services, what can you tell us and this audience about the staff and volunteers of Hatsala? Well, I can tell you for one thing, it's a very important uh, uh, group for us in, in, in paramedic services. Um, this volunteer group, uh, we've been involved with since 1998. Wow. And these are, these are really impressive members of the community because they really understand the, the needs of the Jewish community. And, and for us, it's a real honor to work with them. Um, we do a, a tremendous amount of work in the city. We do over 300,000 calls each year. And any support that we can get from uh, first responders in the community is extremely, extremely important. And, and our relationship with Hatzol over the years has been outstanding. And, and the group of folks at, uh, at the organization have truly been leaders in this type of work. So I, I can't say enough about them. It's just, a, it's just a wonderful relationship and a very important partnership for us. 
sometimes it's hard to believe uh, how difficult it is to become a volunteer. The training that's necessary, the commitment, the commitment of one's family. You know what it's like to run out in the middle of the night and, and take care of others. It's not always an easy thing. I think all these elements, people who are considering supporting this cause, have to keep that in mind. There's a tremendous amount of dedication involved. Absolutely. These, it's, it's special people, right? It's a, it's a real honor to give back to the community, but it takes a special person to do that. And the trust and confidence one has in these individuals and to be a volunteer and to do this work on their own, um, ex, ex, you know, it's an extremely important component for the community to recognize. Um, it, you know, it's, it's a real honor to, to work with these folks. And, and I really, really want people to emphasize that uh, these are special people. Um, they care for people, and they really care for their community. Uh, speaking with uh, Chief Gordon McCacken, Chief of Toronto's Paramedic Services, in your career, I would assume there's been a lot of changes in, in, in the area of being a paramedic and emergency services in general. Uh, things are much different in 2018, much more advanced, and thank God we're able to take advantage of all that technology and save even more lives. Absolutely. Um, the, the, the really good thing about, uh, or the, one of the most impressive things about paramedicine is that it's an evolving, ever-changing uh, profession. Right. And it changes based on science and medical evidence. So the paramedics are, are challenged with keeping up with, uh, with medical progress in caring for folks. Um, but that's the type of people they are. They really like to challenge, and they're always moving forward. And that's in the patient's best interest. Well, you indicated that, uh, or at least it sounded to me, that uh, you've indicated that it's a blessing to work with the volunteers. Uh, I think they would say, based on your reputation, it's an absolute blessing to work with you and the people around you, uh, all together, uh, saving lives for as many Torontonians as possible. So continued success, and just encourage everybody who's listening to give as generously as possible to support the organization. Thank, thank you so much, and yes, please do. It's a, it's in a tremendous opportunity. Uh, but it's a very important need. Thanks so much for having me today. Thank you, Chief. A pleasure. An absolute pleasure. It's uh, it's heartwarming. I could say this to my audience around the world right now. It is heartwarming when uh, somebody who's involved in the general community, especially in a position like that, speaks so highly of the volunteers and those people from our communities uh, who step up and really get involved and do a good job. And that's really wonderful to hear. My thanks to Chief McCacken from all of us here at JM in the AM. And Yami Schachter, who uh, earlier in this program actually welcomed us to Toronto and weeks ago came up with this amazing idea of a Charity.com campaign and uh, came up with an even better idea to involve us. He is here with us. Facebook Live, go to the Toronto Hatsala page, and of course continue to tune in here to a JM in the AM. And uh, what can you tell us so far about what's happening on the Charity.com website? I haven't been able to log on yet. I will do so shortly, and I'll give you an update. But I can tell you that the buzz throughout the city is unbelievable. Um, it's it's the first time in a long time that it's almost starting to feel like New York here. <laughs> is that the goal? Is no, that... like the energy. The, Toronto doesn't have energy like this. It's unbelievable what's going on. Uh, and I just want to remind people listening and watching and supporting that um, you know, we're not asking for money for an orphanage in Haiti or for a hospital in Israel or for a coal for kangaroos in Australia. This is these are two organizations that everybody uses and if you use it you have a responsibility to support them. Even if it's a dollar, if it's ten dollars, if it's eighteen dollars, whatever it is, everything is being quadrupled today, so make four times the impact. Um, but again, if you're part of this community and you 
make use of either or both of these services, I think everybody has a responsibility to support. The people we've spoken to so far. Does that sound too tough? Uh, I just think it's honest. It, it sounds like a an, an important directive. It sounds like uh, people should react to it. Those who live in Toronto and those who do not, who are familiar with how great this city is. You mentioned uh, earlier people who visit here are obviously taking advantage of Hatsala and the Eruv on a regular basis. They should consider donating as well. And as you just mentioned, every single dollar donated is quadrupled, which means that uh, obviously it's tremendous value. And every donation, uh, large and small. Speaking with Yami Shachter, we've heard a lot of pride today. People who've sat in that chair speak with pride about both organizations and the work that's being done. I don't know how much you were able to hear of the Chief's phone call, but to hear somebody from the general community who deals with 300,000 calls a year talk about the volunteers of Hatzal the way he just did with the dedication and appreciating the incredible training and, uh, and the motivation that they have to help people of all backgrounds was really nice. And to have that type of relationship, we know this from the New York area, makes all the difference in the world. And oh, yeah. it sounds like the volunteers are doing just that. Absolutely. I mean, Aviva touched on it before, and I'm sure you will hear this uh, theme throughout. The Toronto community is extremely unique um, as far as how tight-knit it is and how much every, you know how close everyone is, no matter what their background or affiliation is. And specifically when it comes to philanthropic things, um, the community really, really comes together. Everyone's got each other's backs and, you know, everyone feels a responsibility. We are a small community. I mean, 250,000 Jews in the city, right. but it still feels and, and is, is sort of run as a very small community where everyone feels a responsibility towards everyone else. And uh, that's why I think, you know, when I, I, was, I was half joking before when I said, I don't think charity knows what's going to happen today. But the truth is, you know, I, they've done campaigns in Toronto, but I think this really appeals, these two organizations specifically, appeal to the broader, organiza- uh, broader community. And I think uh, they might be surprised at how quickly we reach the goal. And, and I think we'll surpass it by quite a, by quite a lot. So... It's, uh, it's going to be an exciting day ahead. The chairman of our Jewish Unity Initiative, when we hit the road, especially now uh, toward the end of 2018, had one thing to say to us, uh, and that was, it has to be a show that displays Jewish unity. That's what our chairman always says. It has to be a show that displays Jewish unity. Everybody, it, it, I think it's obvious, but you, I'm sure you can confirm this. Everyone who's been here so far this morning, uh, it's obvious that they represent really every angle of the Jewish community here. Uh, right to left, up and down. And I think that's important to point out because if our theme, and our theme is always Jewish, Jewish unity, uh, you know, I, I think this is one of the most important aspects of this campaign. It shows the unity of the Toronto Jewish community. Yes, and, and you'll see that more and more. And I think uh, your next guest is calling in now. And Paul Thorne is my honorary Jewish brother. So I'm excited you're going to be hearing from him now. Paul Thorne is uh, very familiar with... Uh, Hatzala, both here and in Israel, he's vice president of um, intelligent event detection that allows corporate financial and security operations centers access to the world's quickest and most accurate critical event notifications. He's a retired Peel Regional Police Superintendent, was police commander of the airport division, Canada's largest and busiest airport, and designated national incident commander for the service and worked in command centers for GA-20s and other events. Paul Thorne, welcome to JM in the AM. Well, good morning, uh, Nakam, and thank you very much for having me join in this morning. Are you uh, kidding? And again, thank you for supporting such a great cause this yeah, morning. How are you? It's our pleasure to support this cause. It's also our pleasure to welcome you with your distinguished resume to the show. Um, we, we talk about being familiar with Hatsala. It sounds like with your background, 
Uh, in general, you're familiar with emergency services. You're familiar with uh, quick response. You're familiar with the with the um, importance of accurate critical event notifications. This is an organization that I'm sure speaks directly to you in terms of how important it is to the community. Well, you're 100% right. And it's, it's funny because uh, having been involved in law enforcement in those areas for several years, it was only really a few short years ago I got to learn about Hatsala in a, in a very odd way. I had the privilege of being out with a couple of friends, and uh, one of them sitting at the table had a uh, what I thought was a police radio. And, of course, I looked over and said, why would you have a police radio? He said, no, 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 this is uh, a Hatsala radio. I said, well, tell me more about that. So, so in the time period that we were together, of course, a uh, radio call comes across. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, this good friend of mine, David Stein, here in Toronto, he looked at me and says, well, do you want to go? <laughs> well, growing up in the days of emergency on TV in the 70s, and I thought, wow, this is like Johnny Gage and Roy DeSoto. And I said, absolutely, let's go. Should we take my car? Because, of course, at the time I had a, an off-duty police car. Right. And he goes, oh, absolutely not. I've got everything I need in, in my truck here. So <laughs> off we went, and literally around the corner. So I was absolutely amazed at the efficiency and the ability uh, that David had that I didn't know he had, because, uh, of course, he's, he's a business guy. He's, he's not a surgeon. He's not a doctor. But uh, I can tell you, Nakam, what I think is pretty amazing here is that uh, having been involved in many, many types of emergency responses in my career uh, and involving several organizations, some of which we pre-planned and some that were just exigent. I have to say that I was totally impressed by the professionalism and the caring and the understanding of the Hitsala response. So going to scenes myself as a first responder, um, you know, you go in there with some sort of authority, you go in there expected by the public to be there to do certain things. Right. And certainly to me, uh, what I saw with Dovid and all those that responded, because multiple they responded, they were caring, compassionate, they understood cultural issues and differences. And to me, uh, the true mark of any volunteer organization is certainly the way in which volunteers interact with not just the end users, the victims, but city emergency response services and personnel. Right. So this to me was totally seamless. There was no doubt in my mind that every responder and volunteer uh, they respected one another, and they, they worked on each other's capabilities, which to me is paramount. Yeah, all those... You don't want people in the way. You want people working together. And Hatsala trains their folks. They have great understanding. They awesome. Just awesome work. All those factors you mentioned are so critical. You know, and Paul Thorne is with us live via telephone, uh, charity.com slash Toronto. You know, um, Yummy mentioned to me in advance of this conversation, and uh, we said it in your intro, uh, that you're familiar with Hatzala in Israel. And I don't have to tell you that of all the things, and believe me, Hatzala in Israel uh, you know, is to be admired for a variety of things, but, one, but, but probably the paramount area that they've built their reputation on has been speed and the way they deal with it. And I think that that's such an important aspect of this entire effort because it seems like, <clears throat> based on what we've been told, and you've just confirmed it for us, that there is a, a, an amazing response time among the Toronto Hatsala volunteers that has to be admired. And it's not just the ability to, you know, to mechanically get to a place. You need the motivation and determination to be somewhere in record time. And I'm sure that's one of the things that impresses you about this group. It's funny you mention that. And, of course, uh, I'll give a shout-out to Yummy because it was Yummy and, and David. I had the great privilege of getting to uh, go to the 
in the time, they were just about to open the New Hutzala in, in Jerusalem. And, right. and later on, Yummy uh, had me uh, introduced to Ellie Beer, which a great man for setting it up. And yes, like when you look at just the Israeli response times, even Toronto's, they're three to four minutes. Unfortunately, first responders in city situations now, due to the mul- multiple reasons, they're not really able to respond in three minutes. And that's right. not knocking our local services. It's just that they're at a greater reach. But you're looking at Toronto alone with 65 active volunteers. Last year, they do 1,517 calls for service using 3,200 responders. Everybody has to remember, it's not just the guy and the folks in the car going to do the actual hands-on work. It's dispatch. It's, it's the working through the call to make sure it's going to the right area. All of these people should be committed for the work they do, and they do it on top of what they do day in, day out, look after their families, look after their businesses, do multiple other charitable events. This is something that, in my mind, um, it just floored me, because I know we all have busy days, but for folks to be able to engage like this, to take care of their community, and not turn a blind eye to anybody else, is just absolutely amazing. And you mentioned Israel, but we have to remember, Canada, the U.S., Panama, France, the U.K., South Africa, it's absolutely phenomenal, and it certainly is a first responder. It's a model that I like. It's a model I certainly believe could be transferred everywhere in this world because everybody has to do more with less. And quite frankly, necessity has become the mother of invention, as we yeah. all know, a cliche, but it's very true. Yep. This, is, this to me is uh, it's just uh, awesome. I can't say enough about it. I can't say enough about what the folks are doing at Hitzal. Having seen calls, been on calls, and actually been to a dinner a couple of years ago, uh, you know, my hat goes off to these folks because they certainly know what they're doing and they're, and they're very prepared to do it. Speaking with Paul Thorne, well, the only thing left for me to ask you is to help me encourage everybody who's listening to participate in this campaign. As you know, uh, half of the charity campaign today is going to the Hatzalah organization in Toronto. Uh, we anticipate great success. Uh, if you could just toss in a word, uh, encouraging people to give as generously as possible. Absolutely. I've actually jotted it down here and, and <laughs> I th- don't think it does justice. Uh, you know, my message to all your listeners today is that we never know when we might be on the other end of that phone call where we require help, where our loved ones require the response of Hatsala for whatever reason. We can't quantify the number of lives they've saved already because there's probably so many of them. But what you can do today is whatever you can give, and as generous as you can be today, I would urge you to take some time, even go to the website, phenomenal website, Donate what you can, help everybody in our community be safe, and do that through providing the support Hutsala needs to respond to calls for service, because that's the only way we can do it. And with that being said, uh, Nakam, I, I really want to thank you again, and those in Toronto Hutsala for asking me to speak today. Um, David, David Stein knows this is from the heart, because I've, I've, got, I've had great experiences with you folks, and I believe it's an organization that needs support. So please, folks, dig in support Sala, and hopefully one day you won't need them. <laughs> Amen to that. Thank you so much, Paul, for joining us this morning. Thank you. Have an awesome day, folks. There he is, Paul Thorne. I'm glad that I had the opportunity to uh, to represent Hatsala and saying thank you to him and saying God bless you to him for all his involvement and his great words about Hatsala. Yummy reminds me, and I, I want to emphasize this for a moment because I really haven't concentrated on it this morning. Uh, as it says on the website, 75% 
of today's uh, donations are going to be going to Hatzalah, obviously a much, much larger budget and larger operation. 75%, not half as I indicated earlier, will be going to Hatzalah, 25% of it, of course, to the Eruv. And uh, you have an opportunity with those percentages being um, uh, a split in a very sensible manner. You have an opportunity to support both causes in a great way just by giving uh, as generously as possible. Go to charity.com slash Toronto, charity.com slash Toronto to participate in this official campaign that begins 39 minutes from now, even though many people have already made their donation known to the folks at Charity and Hatzalah in the era. So thank God for the early donors. Yummy, anything you want to add on this? That was a nice conversation with Paul Thorne. Unbelievable. Yeah. I couldn't have paid the guy to, to <laughs> say that. He he appreciates uh, what Hatzal is doing in this town, that's for sure. Paul, we owe you one. Thank you. Um, and as we said, 75% to Hatzal and 25% to the Eruv. Everybody out there should give as generously as possible. Every single time you donate, it's multiplied by four. As Yummy mentioned earlier, they're anticipating a bonus round later on. We'll, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But everyone can follow uh, what's happening on the charity website by going to charity.com slash Toronto. We've talked about the unity. We've talked about the different um, aspects of the community that come together to support great causes in this town. Uh, we've talked about the um, uh, diverse aspect of, uh, of, the, um, uh, of the population, of the Jewish population here in Toronto and how they come together for these types of causes like Hatzalah and the Eruv. And this has to be recognized by everybody around the world. And we would hope that you would uh, contribute and be part of this. Again, it's charity.com slash Toronto, charity.com slash Toronto. And um, uh, what else can you tell us about this amazing community, Yami Shachter? What else can you tell us about this amazing community that would I, I'm, I'm trying to stay to focused on this specific campaign today. I could tell you a lot of things about the community, but I'm not sure if they're appropriate for today or for the air. But <laughs> the community is really, really amazing, and you're going to start seeing that once the campaign is live. I have no doubt that the community will come out strong uh, in support of these two incredible and vital organizations. Um, but what else could I tell you? I mean, you already know that we have a restaurant and a jewelry store, and what else do you have to know? <laughs> yes, there is a restaurant in a jewelry store. Oh, there's a new restaurant that opened Toronto. a few weeks ago called The Q. Oh, interesting. We should find out if they're open for lunch. Maybe right. you could go there before you head to the airport. Are you kidding me? That would be amazing. Unless if you're running to the airport to get there early because you love that flight home. The flight home is pretty amazing. I'll tell you, if there's one thing they have here, it's some incredible airplanes. Uh, Mrs. Kreitman is with us live via telephone. Mrs. Chaya Kreitman is a Hatzalah dispatcher. Could you imagine that? She's a Hatzalah dispatcher and has the incredible responsibility of getting those uh, volunteers to the respective places so that they can save lives. Mrs. Chaya Kreitman, welcome to JM in the AM. Hi, good morning. Pleasure to speak with you. Um, you know... For someone like myself, if I was on the other end of that call, uh, I, I imagine I'd be in a somewhat of, a, of an anxious and panic situation. Uh, I would bet as a dispatcher you have to behave in exactly the opposite manner and try to stay as calm and cool as possible. Yes, it is definitely an act. <laughs> it's definitely an act. So there is some anxiety, huh? There is some, every time that call comes in, a little bit of anxiousness in terms of dealing with the situation and getting things done as fast as possible. Well, it depends on the call. Sometimes, like, if you're confident and you know what you're supposed to be doing and you don't really think too much about what's going on on the other end, it's just smooth sailing. But some days, 
I just think too much about what's going on on the other end, and it's like, okay, Chaya, get a grip. Yeah, Take I can imagine. Breath. You got a job to do. How long are you doing this job? I started the summer before my youngest was born, so I would say I'm probably doing it about nine years. And uh, it must be a very satisfying experience, I can imagine, and you've seen a lot of volunteers over those years. Uh, what could you tell us about the, uh, the the staff, those who you speak to in emergency situations who are running to get to those homes and save uh, adults and children and babies? And what could you tell us about the people you're interacting with on a regular basis on the other end of the dispatch call? Well, they are amazing, unbelievably dedicated people. Um, for the most part, at that point, I'm on automatic pilot, and I'm not really thinking too much. Right. But for the most part, they're very nice people. They're dedicated people. They're respectful people. They're motivated to go out there and help and do the job and get it done. They're a real shining example of what it's like to uh, serve the community and to serve the community as a volunteer, and it's uh, it's really remarkable. Speaking with the Mrs. Chaya Kreitman, who's a dispatcher, for Hatsala. Uh, I would assume as a dispatcher, uh, do you have a specific shift or you could uh, be anywhere day or night? So we do have specific shifts, but occasionally if one dispatcher is not available, like we'll fill in for each other and um, I may find myself with a shift that I'm not normally stuck with. My husband's an overnight dispatcher, so like dispatch is really part of our family. It has a seat at our Shabbos table. It comes to bed with us and it's just, it's a presence in oh our gosh, lives. I can only imagine. And uh, it, it's a presence that really makes an impact, to say the least, because of the great service that's being provided. Um, a lot of times, I, I shouldn't say that a lot of times, but there are times when a dispatcher's role in all of this is overlooked. We talk about the volunteers, rightfully so, and those who are racing and those who are saving and those who are you know, starting the medical assistance, and that has to be recognized. But uh, you dispatchers sometimes might get overlooked. People don't realize the calming effect you could have on the other end of the phone and how important your role is in the entire organization. So we say a big thank you to you and all the dispatchers, and I would hope that you would join me right now, Mrs. Hayek, and convincing everybody out there why it's important to join today's campaign and to support Hatzalah. It is definitely a very, very worthy cause. Um, when you're the one needing Hatzalah, you want them to be there for you. And you don't want them to say, oh, well, I'm sorry, we have nobody, no equipment available for lack of funding. That's the last thing people would want to hear. Yeah. When you need Hatzalah, you want them, and you want them to be able to provide the care that you need at that precise moment. Well said, and I hope people will heed your advice and your call and will, in fact, participate today. Mrs. Chaya Kreitman, continued success with Hatsala, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Hatsala and uh, the of both here in Toronto, are being supported by your donations, no matter where around the world you might be. Uh, certainly everybody here in Toronto are asking you to donate. Those in Canada, please donate. North America, donate. Anywhere around the world, donate and help a community, which is such an amazing community, continue forward with two incredible organizations. Charity.com slash Toronto. You are listening to JM in the AM. We're live in Toronto on this special Wednesday broadcast. Keep it here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Shimchasimetakul, 
אז בא עם חברים, לחזק להרים, מביאים משפטים של אנשים חכמים, אני עדיין בחושך, מחכה כאן J.M. in the A.M. with a reminder, tomorrow we are still on the road. Tomorrow we'll be in Woodmere. Got to get a bagel. Join us with our friends from J.N.F. We'll be there tomorrow between 6 and 9. Then Achiezer on uh, Central Avenue in Cedarhurst between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. for our Thursday live lunch. So again, tomorrow uh, in Woodmere, got to get a bagel. We'll be with the J.N.F., Jewish National Fund. And of course, we'll be uh, at Achiezer between 11 and 1 for the live lunch. Join us then. I want to remind everybody that the uh, chairman of the Jewish Unity Initiative continues to inspire us that every time we do a show on the road, we have some element of Jewish unity that's emphasized. I don't think this is a challenge today. We've had an incredible array of guests who are describing how close-knit this community is and how everyone's coming together for these two great causes, Toronto Community Eruv and Hatzalah of Toronto, charity.com slash Toronto. Dove Kudin is with us. He is the project manager of the Toronto Eruv. He uh, arrived uh, earlier from Ottawa, correct? And is joining us here this morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to have you here. I have two things that I have to address before we talk about the Eruv. Go right ahead. 
Uh, hi, Mom. She's listening in Winnipeg. <laughs> Winnipeg! <laughs> and uh, I want to give a shout-out to a guy named Rabbi Micha Shotkin, who does Arab work up and down the eastern seaboard. And we worked together on his first two Arabs, and he's a delight. Anyway, I just I'm, now we can talk about the Arab. How long have you been involved with the Toronto Arab? Uh, since the 90s, about 25 years now. And what could you tell us that people don't realize? The Arab costs a lot of money. People think it's a piece of string, and it's not. My job is to go under bridges and check markers under the bridge, to go into aqueducts and check the markers in the aqueducts, um, to inspect the fencing along the railway tracks. We do not walk on the railway tracks without protection, by the way. I don't recommend doing that. Um, and uh, to, I, I brought one of our tools, actually, that uh, we check the, the lechis, which are considered the side of a door, using laser technology. This little device is a $500 device that will tell us exactly <laughs> what's above it. And uh, we That's use it great. to check the alignment of poles. Um, something interesting that uh, what you mentioned that I do, that I do the project manager. Somebody asked my son Shlomo. Um, the, mentioned that your father keeps the air of kosher. I do the quality control, basically, and uh, that I keep the air of kosher. And my son corrected him and said, no, my father puzzles the air of in Toronto. <laughs> Mr. Canada, the repairman, makes it kosher. Um, so the the aspect of an air of is kosher until I find a problem. How large is the Toronto air of? It goes from Highway 407. Uh, down to St. Clair, it goes from uh, the railway tracks that are near, <clears throat> pardon me, Bayview and Leslie to the railway tracks that are just past Dufferin. Um, it's a huge area. Could you uh, estimate how many square kilometers or miles that is? I can't. Uh, it's, but it's, it's a big huge. one. Yeah, it's a very big one. It takes about a month to do a complete audit. Wow. It's very big, and um, these are ongoing, and... Um, yeah, it's... Is it even possible or necessary to check it on a weekly basis, or only certain areas of it are really vulnerable? No air really is uh, completely audited on a weekly basis. It's the same as milk. It relies on a chazaka. Right. Um, in the same way that chalvis real milk wouldn't be kosher until you check the lungs of the animal right. uh, that you got the milk from, an air relies on a chazaka and is kosher until there's a problem. And when we find a problem... We've got repair guys that do wonderful work that go out into, they have to walk 45 minutes through the brush to get to a hydro tower that needs a, a string repaired. Uh, it's ongoing work that involves a great deal of people. Tell me about the cooperation necessary with all these government agencies and those responsible for the highways and fencing and railways, etc. It must be, just that that alone must be a mammoth task to, to be in touch with everybody and do everything properly. It's wonderful to have good relations with uh, the parties involved. The Arab, uh, I have a relationship with three railways, uh, CN Rail, <laughs> CP Rail, and Metrolinx, uh, and they're also their subsidiary, PNR, who does the, the, the work on the ground for them. And they're very kind, and they allow us to inspect the fences along the railway tracks and to go under bridges and... They've been very helpful. Um, the Ministry of Transportation has been incredibly helpful. They've asked us to do some special work for them that's going to cost $50,000. Wow. Uh, we have to install telephone poles and uh, messenger wire, the steel cables between them, to accommodate certain freeway ramps. And that's one of the projects that the funding is going for. And uh, it's necessary. A lot of people think that 
it, it's you know it's the expense piece of string and right. no we have to bring in work crews to install telephone poles Wow, that's just one example. I'm yeah. sure there are other major projects as well. Dove Kudin is with us. He is the uh, project manager here for the Toronto Aruv. I want to remind everybody that a uh, significant percentage of today's charity campaign goes to the Toronto Community Aruv to keep it going. Don't take it for granted. Make sure to support both of the essential services that we are supporting today, both Hatsala of Toronto and the Toronto Community Aruv. What, so what's the most vulnerable part of the Aruv, and I assume it's weather-related, right? There's probably one part that you're most concerned about each week, and especially when there's a snow and ice storm. The ice storm is, is the biggest threat to the Aruv. Right. Uh, freezing rain um, weighs down everything, and uh, there was one freezing rainstorm about two years ago that we had 79 work orders uh, that came in at the beginning of the week, and our repair guys went to work, and they repaired all 79 before Shabbos. Our repair guys take Shabbos very seriously, and they don't want the Erev to have to be down because it's it's a lot of people take the Erev for granted, and that's not good. They should check every week. How to often make sure is it down? The Erev is up. It hasn't been down for years. Wow! Even with all the weather up here and all yeah. that. Yeah. But they should check. It puts an incredible pressure on the guys in the field when they know that there are people who are not going to check and carry, and they want that Arab up, and they go to great lengths. Um, yeah. Amazing. And I said earlier that you must make fun of the Miami Arab checkers, but they also have their weather concerns with hurricanes and everything else down there. It's interesting because the POSEC here, Rabbi Steinmetz, uh, who's the POSEC for the Arab, um has been working with Miami uh, <laughs> on their Erev. Uh, they're having problems with the sea levels changing. Right. And uh, I don't understand all of the, the details. Right, but things shift. Yeah. Uh, ground shifts. We have certain right. hills that we use, and we have to look for erosion. We have to, uh, ongoing, an Erev is a living, breathing thing that needs to be maintained regularly, and doesn't. you don't put it in place and leave it and say it's done. Is it a six-day-a-week uh, operation? Um, yes, busier at the end of the week for right. the repair guys, and I work in the beginning of the week to look for the problems. Unbelievable, I'll tell you. How's this week going so far? It's now Wednesday, so give us a perspective um, on what's happened over the last I'll 48 you, hours. I'll tell you one work order that, that, that was uh, discovered. Um, there's a Liquor Commission board store on DuPont, and there's a brick wall that goes along their their area. Well, there's buildup of leaves and branches that have uh, built up, and we require a certain height for a wall to be. And it hasn't met the criteria for the distance. Now, by some opinions, it would be kosher, but we have standards that are higher than all than just any opinion and we will go in there and excavate and do what's necessary to make that well kosher so that's just one example of of the work that has. and to it be sounds done. like that would involve just clearing the area and, and you know increasing exposing the height of the more wall. of the wall right yeah and right. increasing the height of the wall too you know until this visit i never had an appreciation for how hard it is to maintain an air roof I, I'm telling you, I, I was also one of those people who thought on Friday at 2 p.m. someone runs around and for 20 minutes, you know, checks the entire thing. It's not like that at all. Um, no, there are staff. There are, I believe, eight volunteer checkers who check it on Thursday. Wow. And uh, there's a Rabbi Norman or Manny Deanna that go out and check about 50 particular spots that have to be uh, checked on a weekly basis. And... Uh, 
during the week I do the spot the stuff in between right. the spots. So you fully understand why this campaign's important because you know that the air of bank account needs money <laughs> in it to pay for everything you've described to us this morning. If somebody uses the air of and they consider that what they spend on grape juice for an average Shabbos, and let's say they were to say I'll, I'll spend five dollars a week for it to have an air of in the city. Right. And if everybody would say five dollars a week, what's that gonna come to? I'm gonna send a check to the air for that amount. If you haven't given this year, then give for the last year. Don't say, I'll right. start now. We we need the money to pay for, for, for operations that have been ongoing. And the, the Arab needs to operate. Without it, the community won't be the same. Dove Kudin, he is the project manager of the Toronto Arab, and he encourages everyone, as do we, to support the charity campaign today because the Arab, of course, is one of the beneficiaries. Go to charity.com slash Toronto. Anything you'd like to add that I didn't cover? You're doing a good job. I appreciate all the work you're doing. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And we appreciate now more than ever all the work you do. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much for joining me this morning. Pleasure. More coming up. It's JM in the AM with a reminder that tomorrow we're on the road again. Our friends at the Jewish National Fund host us in Woodmere tomorrow morning uh, at Gotta Get a Bagel in Woodmere. Make sure to join us, the Jewish National Fund. Has plenty of uh, different things going on. We'll explore all of those tomorrow morning. And, of course, we'll be at Achiezer between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. tomorrow on the road with the Nahum Siegel Network. Keep it here as we continue from Toronto with JM in the AM. Yeah.
J.M. in the A.M. Part of a uh, big road trip for us, this journey to Toronto. A reminder, tomorrow we're going to be in uh, Woodmere. We'll be with our friends at the Jewish National Fund as we continue our Jewish Unity Tour. Uh, Jewish National Fund tomorrow at Gotta Get a Bagel up in Woodmere, New York. And then, of course, uh, at Achiezer on Central Avenue in Cedarhurst from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. Looking forward to our visit with Rabbi Bender and his staff as we talk about the great work of Achiezer and their upcoming dinner. You're listening to JM in the AM. We are continuing until 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Could you imagine? We are continuing until 10 a.m. Eastern Time today. You know why? Because today's a special day. 
We're with our friends in Toronto, and our friends in Toronto and friends from around the world are raising money for Hatsala in Toronto and the Toronto Community Aruv. We have over the years met and enjoyed the company of wonderful friends in Toronto. It's one of those cities that's produced a lot of great people, especially in the world of Jewish music. And this audience will certainly appreciate our next guest. Shlomo Simcha is with us live via telephone. He is synonymous with Toronto. He's synonymous with great Jewish music. And this morning, he's going to be synonymous with helping us remind everybody why it's important to support today's cause. Shlomo Simcha, what a great way to reunite you and I. Welcome to Hi, JM in the AM. Welcome to this beautiful city. Uh, <laughs> so nice to have you here. Thank you. Um, and 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 being part of such an amazing and amazing cause. I mean, I, I don't even know where to start. I mean, there are so many things. The Arab, the Arab is something that we don't see physically when we're walking in the street Shabbos. But I can tell you, there are so many benefits. There is an unknown group called the Table Boys that makes sure that there are no single people left Shabbos on their own. Wow. Often the last minute Friday, it's an incredible thing. And often Friday night, uh, I know the guys that are involved, they'll make some phone calls, they'll get 10 people together, and people just bring their food together and be Shabbos, not be stuck in an apartment alone. And it's besides bringing about Shidduchim, it uh, makes uh, people that would otherwise be on their own and lonely for an entire Shabbos have the possibility. It's not just about strollers. It goes so much further. And um, it's, an, it's an incredible thing, and it takes people, it's, it's, it takes a tremendous amount of, of dedication uh, and finances to keep that going. I, I'm so glad uh, you mentioned this. I'm so glad you mentioned this, because we, of course, have been going to the default of talesim and strollers, but what you just said is so inspiring. It gives an opportunity for people who would normally be alone to be together on Shabbos, which is just great. It's 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 unbelievable. We don't even know the half of what it does. Right. But it, it it really it's it's a thing that binds the community, and and Atzala, I mean Atzala goes without saying. I mean I mean it's uh, I, we're all, we're all touched by it. We all we all know what it does. Uh, I I mean all of all the incredible volunteers, uh, the first responders, and those working behind the scenes, literally seven days a week. Um, you know the, the, this, the these are these are the things that hold the community together. You know, and, slow... uh, and it's great to have you because you're coming from <laughs> from New York, which really understands what this is all about, and it's a tremendous inspiration to us. I, pre- I appreciate that, Shlomo. Simply, you'll you'll like the line I came up with earlier when I said that uh, these two. It's interesting that these two causes are involved in the same campaign because one of them you want always to be there and the other one you never want to be there. So, <laughs> so it's funny that the two of them together are forming this campaign. Now, you have – look, how many years are you in Toronto? I mean, you're in Toronto uh, a significant uh, amount of time. Take- 25 years. 25 years. And for us, you've always been synonymous with this town. Uh, you know how generous people are up here. You know how campaigns normally do very well. This one's off to a great start. They have an incredible number already of uh, donors and dollars that have come in before the campaign is, is, has officially begun, which starts at 9 o'clock, just a few minutes from now, 9 o'clock this morning. Uh, help me, Shlomo Simcha, to convince everybody that they should be involved in these two causes simply by donating. Every single time they donate, it's worth four times the amount, as you know. That's how the charity campaigns work. You've seen a lot of charity campaigns do very well. Remind everybody why this one has to do well for the Toronto community. 
this has to do well. I, Toronto is a, a, an incredible city, and there are so many amazing philanthropists. I think it's important over here that everybody, nobody should think, what is $18? Or what, what, what can I do? What's $10? First of all, today, $10 is $40. That's right. And $18 is $72. Right. Oh, wow, my math is working this morning. <laughs> and uh, that's the first thing I think. <laughs> and I'll tell you that just everybody being involved is it's important that everybody has a share in this it unites us all it brings us all together we're just coming up Hanukkah one candle can, can give so much light everyone should realize they are a candle and don't think $5 $10 $500 $5,000 everybody in their ability should be a part of this campaign it's what brings us all together it will make this great city even greater please everybody participate on any level Whatever you're doing already, you'll see it physically four times as much, and that's what we can see. And just like the area of what we can't see, you cannot see half the effects that you will have by being part of this campaign. Boy, you pitched really, really well, and I appreciate that. You're really laying it out there for everybody, and I'm glad you are. Shlomo Simcha, which is your shul now? Which is your shul in Toronto? My shul right now is uh, Eitzheim, Eitzheim, which is the Viewmont shul. Um, And we have a lot of... uh, Which... uh, we yes. have a lot of members. Uh, Shimshi, and we have, no, we have a lot of matching tomorrow. families from there. So on the website, when it goes live right. in 10 minutes, people will be able to see very generous families from various shuls and communities who participated in the campaign to make this possible. And Shlomo Simcha Shul, Viewmount, had a lot of participants and matchers from that shul. So we have to be thankful and grateful to all the generous people who made today possible. All right. Excellent. Thank you, Yummy. Uh, Shlomo Simcha, I thank, thank you. you. I thank you. Um, Not at all. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we should have tremendous success in this campaign. Amen. And thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, at JM in the AM, Shlomo Simcha really said it and said it very, very well. And that is that the, uh, uh, the campaign to support these two great causes is vital to the future of the Toronto community. Everybody out there, get involved. We're going live in five minutes. Am I, am I, can I, do I have authorization to mention some of the statistics you showed me? Sure, or? and if you want, uh, Chaya maybe could share some of the names as well. So we could thank people who are so eagerly uh, awaiting to support this important campaign that they already gave early. All right, so what um, do we do here? Here I, are some I, of the stats. I, c- I can read any of these names here on the right side. Is that how it works? The, and thank yeah, because they listed them publicly. And just so you know, um, I just gave you the stats. We already have over 70 donations online. Totaling over $53,000, which is amazing. Correct. So everybody out there, realize that you're not just joining a campaign that's starting at 9 a.m. You're joining a campaign that's off to a remarkable start already, over $50,000. And people like Sarah and Joe Koval and Harold and Carol Goldberg and DNL Carpino and Ruvain Dorbach and Roman Isakoff and those who want to be anonymous and Berna Rokach. I'm just reading some of the names that have already come through. Yaron and Bracha Derman, Rebecca and Ori Goldstein. David Fight, Scott and Devorah Woodrow. You're talking about people who are giving amounts that are being quadrupled. Uh, Moshe and Pam Friedman, Hani Aryeh Bain, the Marcus family has contributed, Lorraine Ringel has contributed, Zev and Zahavaz Lotnik have contributed, and we thank them. A lot of people that I've mentioned are giving significant amounts and having those uh, quadrupled as we speak, and that is the way to do it. Stephen Halpern, thank you. Douglas and Shana Ross, thank you. Yael and Baruch Jakubovic, thank you. Uh, go to charity.com slash Toronto, charity.com slash Toronto, Eitan and Leah Israel, the Rosenzweigs, Sylvia Schwartz, Gord Lindsay, Daniela and Seth Greenspan, Dina Greenberg, all of these names 
are people who've already contributed and are part of the charity.com slash Toronto campaign. Yummy. And by the way, part of, uh, in addition to contributing financially, which again, I don't, I'm not saying this to be too pushy, but I believe everyone has a responsibility to give something, whatever they're able to. Um, But people like Dina Greenberg, who you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. who also are working tirelessly, not only on behalf of this campaign, but on behalf of so many different organizations throughout to rally the troops and get people to spend their time and donate their time and volunteer um, that's a very big part of today's success um, is thanks to over 150 volunteers who've already signed up and we will have over 200 volunteers by the time uh, things get going in the headquarters, which will be at the Aguda North for whoever wants to come in and help make some phone calls and spread the word. Um, but people like Dina who are amazing and do incredible things for the community. Um, so obviously financially for people to support is very important and it's very, uh, it's, uh, very much needed. Um, but giving your time is just as important no matter where in the community you live. And that's why we're recommending you go to charity.com slash Toronto, by the way, a very important reminder, and I'm sure Yummy agrees with this. We've met a lot of people so far this morning that had really inspiring words about this campaign. I I was probably not one of them, but yes, but there were were others that were remarkable tonight. At 6 p.m. Eastern Time, this entire broadcast is going to be replayed on the Nahum Siegel Network. Tonight, at 6 p.m. until 9 o'clock, uh, just like the regular time of JMN, but in this case during the evening, this entire broadcast will be um, repeated, which means that Dr. Perlon and the Chief and... Um, Dove Kudin. And Dove. Amazing. All these conversations that were so inspiring about the Arab and about Hatzalah Everybody will be able to tune in tonight, and I'm sure even if you've reached your goal, people will still be able to donate tonight, right? Yeah, and also I want to thank Uri Abramoff, who stayed up very late last night setting up the cameras, and who came early this morning thank setting you, everything Uri. up, and who will be helping us throughout the day in taking clips from the three-hour show uh, and and cutting them down into clips that we could use for social media and to promote both of these incredible causes as well as... Uh, Anything else we might be able to uh, use them for in terms of promoting the importance of these two organizations and the importance of supporting this campaign. And Uri never thought we'd reunite in Toronto, but we've reunited in Toronto, which is amazing. And there it is, Jewish unity, reuniting in Toronto. All right, charity.com slash Toronto. Support two great causes and have your dollars quadrupled. Participate now. By the time this song ends, the charity campaign will be completely live. Check it out, charity, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y, Dot com slash Toronto. You're listening to JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Yafia Fisa. We know the composer of that song. We have regards for the composer of that song from everybody in Toronto, Canada. That's right. Comes from Shalshelas here at J.M. the A.M. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Nahum Siegel, and with great pleasure, and to an amazing vast audience, uh, it is my pleasure to announce that the Charity.com campaign goes live in 5, 4, Three, two, one, and we are live, 100% live. Go to charity.com slash Toronto. Again, go to charity.com slash Toronto. Uh, now the campaign is completely live, which means everything, every donation that's being given as we speak, you're able to uh, uh, to see there live on the site. And, of course, the amount that has been donated up until now is completely live, which means we'll get updates as this show continues. Remember, this show is being encored tonight between 6 and 9 p.m. So you'll be able to be inspired by, if you missed any of the conversations earlier, you'll be able to be inspired by the conversations that we've had so far this morning. Some great app comments. want to welcome listener Sam, who claims to be uh, listening for the first time in a while. You picked a great day, everybody. One of our listeners says, both organizations have lives on the line. And I thought that was a funny line to say. want to welcome listener Adam, who's tuned in, and listener Trucker Yitz. I know you mentioned listener Sam. Listener 1948 says, good morning, temperature in Toronto is zero Celsius. So we should know that we're in zero degree weather. Thank you. And listener Yaichi says, hey, I have a connection to Canada. His wife is from Montreal. How do you like that? There you go. All right, we're on Facebook.com, Facebook Live here. At the Nachum Siegel Network. And Modi is with us live via telephone. The the amazing and incredible international comedic sensation, Modi, who's now in New York City, is with us live via telephone. Modi, welcome to JM in the AM. How are you, Nachum? Baruch Hashem, everything's doing great. How are you, sir? This is, this is, this is, this is amazing. You and I live 
five blocks from each other. We've never spoken for the 14 years I've lived in the neighborhood. But now you're in Toronto on a radio show, and this is the first time we actually get to speak to each other. I want you to know something. I was thinking the exact same thing. We literally live... The exact same thing. (laughs) We literally live less than half a mile from each other. We We both live in the Lower East Side. Behind my house, there are... 14 synagogues. Each one has a minion of four. Okay? And once in a while, when I walk by, I see you in the window. Is that right? You sit right by the window? That is correct. I sit by the window. That's, that's right. the only time I ever see you in the Lower East Side. Just so... But, Nice to meet you. Nice, nice to, to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Nice I'm, to meet you and for a good cause. What are the, is Yumi on the line? Yummy's here. Of course he's here. Are we calling him Yummy or is it Yisrael, Hagadol, Shekhtar, Ben Haben, Harad? Is it Yummy or is it cool to... Oh, we're, we're strictly going with Yummy this morning. Okay. Good morning, Modi. So Yummy is one one of the funniest people I know. And always are we okay with the timing here or did I, am I following some sad story? No, you're perfect with the timing. We just had a great song from Shell okay, Shell as we're rolling this morning. Awesome. So now I was told this is for Hatsala right. and the Arab of... Of Toronto. Correct. Right? Correct. Okay. Already knows what Hatsala is, what they do, and uh, how important they are. These are men. These are men that 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 deal and, and are metastasking with, with blood and dying and accidents and heart attacks. And these are men that do anything they can to, to run out of the house where their wife is. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you. I knew I get a laugh out of Yumi on that one. I mean, these I, are, these I, are, these hey, are who else gets up at six in the morning to run to a radio well, show? Hold on, hold on. Let me get the, the, the next tagline on it. These are men that, as soon as they hear a beep, they run out of their house, even if it's the microwave. The wife is warming up some soup. Beep, done. They are out, out. You and know, never forget their keys. You seem keys. To... I've never seen so many keys. Every Hustella guy, as soon as you get your EMS license and you're assigned to a unit, they give you 4,000 keys. I, I, is, it, is it me? No. Oh, we know about the keys. Trust me. Uh, we've just heard a okay. much different perspective about the Hustella volunteers this morning than yours. A much different one, frankly. But hold on. In preparing for the show, in all fairness, Nachum told me, if I'm coming to Toronto... You need to line up a wide array of people who will speak from all different perspectives right. about the community and about the air of it and about Hatzal. And I said, who better than Modi, who really is, is one of the world experts on Hatzal volunteers and, and air of uh, things, all things air of. So, uh, what, what, uh, you're laughing. But I, this isn't a laughing matter. This is this is seriously you know, in New York. In New York, I perform for the volunteers. I perform for fundraisers of Atala. Uh, but you know, we're not going to sit and say how amazing they are. I'm sure you have people on the show that. Are, so we're looking for the humor in it. Now, the second thing is the Arab, am oh. I right? Oh, here we go. Go ahead. Let's hear about the Arab. The Arab, the Arab, which is the second hardest thing in Judaism to describe to a non-Jew. Hmm. Second hardest. The second. Of course, the first being a Shabbat elevator. Ah, okay. Got it. You can never describe. How do you tell? Uh, uh, how do you tell? Never mind. Do you, you ever try explaining an Arab to, to a non-Jew? It's difficult. Or, it, it, or even it, a No, it, it's difficult. No, it's not. It's not. It's fun. It's fun to describe an Arab to a non-Jew. It's difficult to describe an Arab to a Jew who's not observing. Right. 
That's when you have the problem. That's difficult. Then he goes, hey, Bill, you, you hear this? Wait, 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 wait. Him and his wife tie a string, a, a dental cloth around the neighborhood, and now his wife can push the cart on Friday. That's, it's just, you can't describe these things. But the Arab is something that changes the lives of everybody living in the neighborhood. Nice, right. That's exactly what it does. It's what we heard about this morning. We also heard about the budget and how uh, expensive it is to run an A-Roof and to maintain one. And it's, uh, I, 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 my eyes have been opened uh, this morning to the incredible efforts of the uh, A-Roof committee up here in Toronto. Hey, when's the last time you were in Toronto, Modi? I was in Toronto a few weeks ago. Oh, I cool. did uh, NCSY. I performed for them. Uh, they had like 800 people and... 30 of them listened to me when I did my joke. <laughs> they were all on the same table, I think. Tell me the difference. They were all the same table. And, and by the way, those are also very generous uh, matchers of today's campaign. So nice. thank you to the family, who, all the families who matched, but specifically the one who was listening to Modi when he was here recently. Tell me about the difference between New Yorkers and Torontonians. Anything, uh, anything uh, of significance? Um, they're frozen. They're, they're mamish frozen. I've never been up there. Even in the summer, they're all with their hats and the gray and the, the, the old drive infinity. I don't know what it is. So um, cold, no, infinity, but, uh, what else? Anything else? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Toronto people, Toronto people are amazing because it's, uh, anytime you leave New York, the communities are so tight-knit. Toronto, Montreal, all these places, when an event happens, they all show up. Right. You know? It's like, it's unbelievable. that In New York, you know the 70 events you can go to every night. In Toronto, it's more like, hey, we're doing this. Let everybody chip in and be a part of it. And I'm sure you're feeling that on the, on the radio show. Yeah, no question about it. Everyone's coming together. Everyone wants to be part of it. Everyone wants to make sure that their dollars count and that they're quadrupled. The Charity.com campaign is totally live. Charity.com slash Toronto. Everyone make it a success. Modi, help me remind everybody to give, give, give and make today a big success for this community. Everybody knows this is this is literally the this is by by the non-Jews this is definitely the time of giving and what connects this season to Hatzalah is this every guy that's a part of Hatzalah has their car always bedecked and chopped <laughs> up with every Christmas light in the always bedecked always bedecked I love it always bedecked someone's a hashtag I, someone call Webster's yeah, immediately. <laughs> He's bedecked. I love it. Every Hatsala guy, as soon as they get their thing, the red lights, <laughs> green lights, there's a Santa on the roof with the reindeer. <laughs> what he doesn't have on his car. I that's love connected it. to the season of giving. <laughs> you did a good job on that. All right, this Shabbos, make sure to say hi. Uh, this Shabbos, okay, I won't be here. Nah, there you go. <laughs> uh, it, 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 it's not. It's not. Let's make a date in 14 years from today to talk again. That might be a good idea. Thanks, Modi. Be well. <laughs> We're going to keep this campaign going. Thank you. Much, much, much luck, everybody. Tadarabah. There he is, Modi. We're going to make sure to keep this campaign going, everybody, by uh, going to charity.com slash Toronto. Charity.com slash Toronto. You are listening to the Nahum Single Network, JM in the AM. And we will continue with plenty more. We have less than an hour to go here from Toronto.
JM in the AM with Eitan Freilich. A uh, reminder, especially to those who are tuning in for the first time today, we have a lot of first-timers who just discovered this amazing network because of our visit to Toronto. We do this every day. We do this every single day, and I invite you to try it out every single day, all day long, including tomorrow when we're in Woodmere, New York, with our friends at the Jewish National Fund at Got to Get a Bagel in Woodmere. Join us for that. Join us for the Achiezer Show between 11 and 1 tomorrow. We are doing this all day long, every single day, with great emphasis on the early morning hours, usually between 6 and 9. This morning, our JMN broadcast going all the way until 10 o'clock because of our special visit to Toronto. We have uh, Rabbi Kleiner, who is the pre-1A Rebbe in the Toronto Cheder here this morning at JM in the AM. Rabbi Kleiner, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you for having me. First of all, I want to mention that there's a website, storieswithgeschmack.com. People can go there and find out... Uh, they can get free stories. Oh, they have free stories yes. there. Nice. All right, to get free stuff and find out more about your efforts. Now, you have with you five distinguished gentlemen this morning. Those watching on Facebook Live, you see five distinguished gentlemen this morning here at JM in the AM. Um, I'm laughing only because uh, the, the preparation for this is, 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 very, is very cute, to say the least. These, uh, these gentlemen, I am assuming, are students in your class. Yes, they are five years old. We have Dovi, Yosef, Aaron, Menachem, and Itamar. And the five of them together, I guess, are, are your choir this morning? Would that be accurate? They are the choir. They are the choir. And what is the song that you've taught them for this morning's show? The song that they want to sing this morning is Hatzalah Toronto and the phone number. So this is sort of like a tribute to Hatzalah of Toronto. Yes. And they're going to give everybody who's listening now in Toronto an easy way to remember the Toronto Hatzalah phone number. Yes. Is this a song that you composed? The tune is Kalbach. Ah, there you go. And the words are mine, but there's like five or six words in the song, so it's not so complicated. All right, well, you have a, you have a very good co, uh, co-author, I can say that much. Here we go. Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready for this performance? Are you, are ready? you guys ready to sing? Yes? Yes. All right, here we go. Rabbi Kleiner is going, your Rebbe, Rabbi Kleiner, is going to uh, lead you and tell you exactly what to do. You look at him and sing into the microphone. Here we go. You ready? And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three, go. Hot solo. Hot 
Wow, what a highlight. What a highlight of our visit to Toronto. The pre-1A incredible five gentlemen who study with uh, Rabbi Kleiner on a regular basis. They are here this morning reminding us about the Toronto Hatsala phone number. And just to clarify, that phone number is... 416-256-1000. And boys, every... I'm sorry, go ahead. Do you know how many zeros are in 1000? There's three zeros that they know what 1,000 is. Very good. Uh, and they now, in all seriousness, if God forbid there's an emergency, they know the number. The whole class knows the number. No, I can imagine the whole <laughs> class knows the number. It's already required that the whole class knows the number. <laughs> but, as, uh, but now we know that there's an easy way, just like uh, parents think of easy ways to uh, uh, teach their children the address of their home yeah. so they know in an emergency, things like that. Now we know there's an easy way to know the Toronto phone number for Hatsala. And trust me, well, it probably has already come in handy, I would bet. Yes. But trust me, it's certainly going to come in handy down the line. So that's amazing. Well, Rabbi Kleiner, I thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Guys, thank you very much for being here. What a job. Amazing. Thank you to Dovi and Yosef and Aaron and Menachem and Itamar and everybody at the Toronto Cheder and the pre-1A class led by Rabbi Kleiner. Don't forget the Hatsala phone number. You never will if you go to pre-1A at Rabbi Kleiner's, uh, Rabbi Kleiner's class at the, uh, at the Cheder. And go to storieswithgeschmack.com and see and hear more of Rabbi Kleiner's work. Thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you very much. Pleasure to have you here. Not bad, Yoni, huh? I want to thank Yoni Pollock, our engineer on the road, who is doing a yeoman's job during our road trip this week. Oh, boy, that was nice. That was sweet. That was very nice. Um, Dove Kudin is back. Project manager for the Toronto Aruv. You know the uh, campaign's doing well so far. Thank God. That's fantastic. Baruch Hashem. I've got. Some Do we have an update? Do we have a uh, a financial update in terms of a number, a grand total that we're up to right now, or we don't have that yet? We're going to check on that. All right, Dove, you said you have a great story for us. Go ahead. I do about a man who really gave his life to the Arab. Um But first, I want to talk about the funding. Okay. The funding of the Arab. Um, has a benefactor that reimburses people for their donations. Um, a lot of people might not know about this, but um, when you give to the Eruv, it counts as your Shabbos needs. Mm. And the same one that commanded us to keep Shabbos is the same one that reimburses us for our Shabbos needs. That's right. When and we spend on Shabbos, we get back. Exactly. The Eruv counts as your Shabbos needs. Great point. And therefore, when you donate to the Eruv, you get the money back. Right. That's a reality. That's not just a, a story. That's right. really what's going It's part happen. of our faith and tradition. Absolutely. The story you wanted to tell. There's a gentleman named Joe Ackman who uh, worked for CN Rail. Um, an incredible story, and I cry when I tell the story. Um, he was approached by um, uh, Mr. Deanna and Mr. Gordon to ask for help with the Arab because we were going to use the CN line on each side, the north and west side, I'm sorry, the west and east side uh, for the Arab. And uh, they went to him and asked him if they could use the fences along the railway tracks. And he said, yes, you can, but most of the fences have fallen into disrepair. Mm. And he said, that means that you really don't have anything. He said, there is a city bylaw that says that there is supposed to be a fence between rail lines and urban areas. Why don't we just enforce the bylaw ourselves rather than having somebody enforce it upon us? CN paid for about five hundred thousand dollars worth of fencing. Wow! To make the error possible, 
and it was Joe Ackman who, who made it happen. Um, Joe Ackman was asked why he helped so much with the Erev, and he said before he started it all, his father came to him, his, I'm sorry, his grandfather came to him in a dream and said that he should help with the Erev, <laughs> and said that that's your purpose in life. Wow. And he asked his grandfather in the dream, what's an Erev? And he said, two men will come and explain it to you. And Mr. Gordon and Mr. Deanna came and said, we need help with the Arab. And he said, I'm going to help. And it was very interesting because when the Arab was done, there was going to be a, a large dinner to celebrate all the people who helped. And they called Joe Ackman to invite him. And just as the Arab had been finished, he passed away. Wow. His life uh, mission had been completed, huh? Yeah. Uh, we, we, we don't know, but it, it certainly right. does look that way. I'm saying that that's in that's that's the way it That certainly could, right? be, could, could be uh, that conclusion. So there are people who, who have helped that uh, we're very grateful to, and uh, and uh, that's the story. Uh, I want to thank you, Dove Kudin, project manager here at the Toronto Aerof, and I encourage everybody to continue to give. Thanks very much for joining us this thank morning. Thank you. 125,000 is what they're at. They're at 125,000 so far. Charity.com slash Toronto. Charity.com slash Toronto at 125,000 as that number continues to go up. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM in a very special edition up in Toronto, Canada. Keep it here at the Nahum Siegel Network.
in the AM with Yaakov Shweki. That's called A. We're on Facebook uh, with the uh, Toronto Hatsala Facebook page. Go to the uh, Toronto Hatsala Facebook page. You can watch Facebook Live. We're in our mobile studio. I want to thank the hosts here of our mobile studio in Toronto in uh, a beautiful home here in, uh, in Toronto, Canada. A reminder, charity campaign is now completely live. Charity.com slash Toronto. Charity, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y. Dot com slash Toronto to support Toronto Community Eruv and Hatzala of Toronto. Uh, rabbi Daniel Kropkin is here. He is the uh, rabbi of the Bayit Beit Avram Yosef Tenenbaum. I think the, well, I don't know if it's the, I, maybe I could say the most well-known synagogue around the world in Toronto, right? I would, I would think so at this point. Maybe maybe it's the one that I've heard the most over the years. Rabbi, a pleasure okay. to welcome you to JM of the AM. Thank you. Nice How to be here. How long have you been the rabbi of the Bayit? About seven and a half years. How right? has the experience been so far? It's been amazing. The community is an incredible community when we come together for really important things. You know, this show and really our on the road, the on the road aspect of JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network uh, is required to focus on unity. And one of the things we've learned this morning from our guests is that really every every member of the community, every uh, every segment of the community comes together to support good causes and to be part of a great effort. And that's unique. Not every community is like that. So, <laughs> I have never met a more philanthropic, more giving community than what we have here in Toronto. It's really something unique. Amazing. And how are things in uh, Thornhill? Because I know they're different neighborhoods, right? They're different neighborhoods. Yours, where the Bayad is, is the Thornhill neighborhood of Toronto. Thornhill is the jewel in the crown. It's a, a beautiful place. Everyone's welcome to come and visit us. A little traffic getting down here this morning. I just made it. This morning. It seems to us there's traffic all the time. <laughs> uh, speaking with Rabbi Daniel Kropkin, who is the rabbi of the Bayit here in the Thornhill area of Toronto. Why is it important for everybody to participate in today's campaign? Very, very basic. We all benefit from these two vital services to our community. You can't imagine living on a Shabbos typically without an Eruv. Whether you have a baby in a stroller, whether you have an aging parent or grandparent that has to be wheeled to shul, we all benefit from the Eruv. And it's something that we've taken for granted for too long. So many other Jewish communities have memberships that you have to be a part of in a directory and so forth. I remember growing up in Baltimore, that's what we had. 
Toronto has so many philanthropic givers that up until now, you didn't have to pay for it if you were just a private citizen. Someone else was taking care of it for you. No more. We've got to take care of it ourselves. Each and every person has that responsibility. And Hatzal is the same thing. We all benefit from having that insurance policy of having an emergency responder coming to your home within two minutes. And who wouldn't want to pay for that? I can't even imagine someone saying, I'm not going to support this. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't I want it? It would be the first thing on my list. So you'd like to see your shul and really every shul in this entire community, plus those who want to support from around the world a great Jewish community and its basic services, and those who visit Toronto and frankly take advantage of its Eruv and Hatzalah to come through and make today a very successful day. It's a no-brainer, Nachum. There, please respond. Go to charity.com slash Toronto. Details about all of it's there. You know, you mentioned membership. It's one of the things they don't do. I don't. I can't unless there's a hot seller that does this. I'm not familiar with. I can't think of any hot seller that actually charges members of the community. They ask for annual donations. Obviously, they do things like this. But other than that, people, if they wanted to, could avoid supporting it if they really wanted to. You could. I think the reason why we don't have an official membership is because we want to keep it a chesed organization. Right. And chesed, by definition, means a volunteer. So people volunteer to save lives, but people also have to volunteer to cover the costs of life-saving efforts like Hatzalah. Tell me about the volunteers themselves. What's your impression of those who are dedicated enough all hours of the day and night to, with great speed and efficiency, get to somewhere to save a man, woman, or child? Um, I remember I was a member of uh, Hatzalah Corps for a short time in Los Angeles where we were living before this, and there was once a man who was suffering from dementia, an elderly person who was left wandering the streets. No one knew where he was. It was a Friday night, Shabbos. All of a sudden, the walkie-talkie goes off. Everyone runs out into their cars without even a moment's hesitation to try and find this person. Baruch Hashem, he was found within minutes. But this idea that you drop everything in order to help someone whose life might be in danger is an incredibly dedicated effort, and it's the highest level of... It's pikuach nefesh. What, what mitzvah is greater than pikuach nefesh? It's docha, all other mitzvahs. It overrides Shabbos. It overrides all other considerations. Rabbi Daniel Karopkin is here. We're talking about Toronto and supporting two great causes this morning and all through the day. A reminder, this broadcast will be encoring tonight between 6 and 9 p.m. Eastern Time on the Nahum Siegel Network. Um... The volunteers are amazing. We've spent an entire morning talking about them, and as you just mentioned, they are really an incredible bunch. Uh, there's an effort to add even more volunteers to this effort and to make this an even, just like you'd expand an Erev, <laughs> sometimes you have to expand other services as well, and that would mean expanding the number of volunteers and expanding the operation that uh, Hatzalah undertakes for the community. Uh, and there are a lot of people out there who are, uh, very, very generous. You spoke about the philanthropic angle of the Toronto community, which is internationally known. I think a big thank you is due to those, and we know how the charity campaign works. People need to match. People need to be out there up front and say, I'll do this. All we need now is a response. Well, they've done it, and now we're just waiting for the response all through today. So a big salute to them as well. Oh, absolutely. Come through. And you know something? I have no doubt that we will meet our goal probably even before we hit noon today. Wow. Because I'm just telling you, First of all, when Yami Shakter puts out the call, I've never seen a person mobilize more people so effectively and so efficiently than Yami. 
So he gets a big Yishar Kolach. He even got us up here. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. And for our matching donors, some of whom wish to remain anonymous, we are so grateful to you. But I have to say, I am confident in this community. I know we're going to reach those goals. The reason why people haven't given up until now is not because they don't care. It's just because it's just a question of raising awareness. They just weren't aware of it. Now we've raised awareness. You'll see it's going to happen very quickly. Rabbi Karapkin, you have an amazing community up here. Baruch Hashem. Yes, Thank we you do. for welcoming us. Thank you. And you are, and I guess that's the, uh, the word I was looking for earlier, you are the rabbi of a historic shul. The Bayat is, in fact, a historic shul up here in the Thornhill neighborhood of Toronto. So continued success, continued Hatzlachan, and I'm sure today will be Bezrat Hashem a great success. Thank you. Thank you for coming, Nachum, your whole crew as well. Appreciate Thank that you. very much. Rabbi Karapkin reminded us that we last saw him down in Boca. We were down with Nefesh Benefesh about I, almost two years ago, back in February of 2016. Uh, you're listening to JM in the AM, and who on earth ever dreamt that Nachum Siegel and Adina Abramoff would reunite in Toronto, Canada. Those of you who are regular <laughs> listeners of ours, you've heard Adina on our show, especially uh, during the era when she was affiliated with the uh, JEC and RTMA and Breweria and the uh, schools in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Now she has moved on to your hometown. Would that be accurate? This is your, my hometown. To your hometown yeah. to become. Let me get this. Let me get this right. To become the um, executive director. Would that be accurate? Uh, sort of. COO. So, they call COO it. COO. <laughs> Of the Eitz Chaim schools Correct. here in Toronto. And from what I've been told, Eitz Chaim's got quite a foothold here in Toronto. It, they're they're one of the does. main it, organizations it here. It does. We are considered the, I guess, the community right. Orthodox Day School in Toronto. We're over 100 years old. Three years ago, we celebrated the centennial. I personally am an alumna. My kids, my older kids went here. Even my father went here. So <laughs> time is definitely in my blood. When I when I heard the call to come back, it was uh, it was a no brainer for me. Well, for us, it's a it, this is this is the fun aspect of doing this. That the last time we were on the air was all the way in New Jersey, right. and now we're on the air up here in Toronto. Uh, well, you're very familiar with this community. Before we talk about charity and today's cause. Give us your perspective of the Toronto Jewish community. It's a very dedicated community. Um, it's a very involved community. It, you know, in New Jer- living in New Jersey was different because it was just almost like a microcosm of what we have here in Toronto. It's a huge community, but it's a um, it's a community that's really built on chesed. That's the truth. And and I, what Rabbi Karabkin said is is completely true. I agree with him that I think we're going to not only reach the goal but exceed it by far. It's a generous community. Um, it's a community really entrenched in, 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 in the values of Chesed and, and helping out. So I have no doubt. Uh, these are mainstay uh, organizations in the community. We all appreciate it. So so that's what I would say, even though the community is really a, a very colorful kaleidoscope, I would say, of right. different uh, types and stripes, we can say. Um, still, there are certain things that unite us all and things, you know, organizations like Hatsala and the Eruv uh, definitely will, will bring us all together. Speaking with Adina Abramoff. Yes, that Adina Abramoff, who's now in Toronto with the Eitz Chaim schools, and we're talking about the city of Toronto, and you just mentioned it. I mean, it's obvious. Everyone knows why we're here. We want to encourage more and more people from both in and outside of Toronto to be as generous as possible. The Eruv will be supported. Uh, Hatzalo will be supported. Uh, cha- you're familiar with charity campaigns. You I, know, I you know how effective they are. I, this one really looks like it's off the charts. Absolutely. Actually, Eitz Chaim last 
last year uh, ran a charity campaign together with a number of other Jewish day schools in Toronto, and we were, I believe, the number one fundraiser in Toronto because we are the community school. So the organi um, organizations like Hatzalah and Eruv to us really resonate. And in fact, Eitz Chaim is going to be coming out today in large numbers to the uh, Telethon headquarters. Our head of school, Rabbi Shlomo Schwartz, will be there at 1.30, uh, joined by um, Mr. Chaim Rutman, who is our one of our co-presidents. He'll be there as well making a calls. A very important part of the whole operation, to have people there making calls. Absolutely. Right. And Eitz Chaim will be there in, in large numbers, visible numbers. We have Rafal Alter will be there. Um, a number of Rebbeim will be there. And we have a, a rotation going throughout the day. So Eitz Chaim has been encouraging parents, uh, Rebbeim faculty, to come out really in large numbers. So come out at 1.30, whoever would like to meet our head of school, meet some of the board members. Um, definitely, you'll see us there. All right. We're at 177,000 already, 177,000 as that number Incredible. continues to go up. Remember, the campaign's only been live officially for 40 minutes, uh, and everybody out there has an opportunity to support these two great causes by going to charity.com slash Toronto, charity.com slash Toronto. It's a very active uh, and dedicated community, as you hear from so many of our guests this morning. And in addition to, in addition to the... Um, uh, the people here in Toronto, they're going to be supporting the causes. We're asking those who visit Toronto, those who know it. Uh, you probably come across hundreds of people constantly who are in other areas of the world now who are originally from Toronto. Oh, yeah. absolutely. It's got to be. Absolutely. I so mean, my own family included. Are everywhere, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So they themselves, not just your family, but meaning those types of people who remember how great this town is and who want to support it, they also could be involved in this Exactly. Campaign. And that's the beauty of it, that it's an internet, internet kind of like your show. Right. It's internet-based. Anybody can access it. That's great. All right, so check it out, everybody, charity.com slash Toronto. Adina, I thank you. Good luck thank to you, you and everybody at the Eitz Chaim Schools. Thank you very much. And good luck today. It's going to be a big campaign. Exciting day, for Exciting sure. Exciting day is right. All thank right, more you. coming up. You're listening to uh, our final segment coming up here at JM in the AM from Toronto, the Nahum Siegel Network. This is from David Perlman.
J.M. in the A.M. That's uh, from David Perlman. It's called Modim here at J.M. in the A.M. Well, we're in our last 15 minutes. Could you imagine? We've had an amazing morning here in Toronto and an incredible journey. Our road trip continues tomorrow in Woodmere, as we said, with our friends at the Jewish National Fund. But we have uh, we have work to do here in the next 15 minutes. We have work to do. We want to make sure that everybody who's listening, we want to make sure that everybody who's tuned in, we want to make sure that everybody who's hearing this encore later tonight, we want to make sure that everybody who goes to the Charity.com website gives as generously as possible to the two causes that have been designated by the Toronto community for this campaign. One, the Toronto Community Arif, and we've outlined countless times this morning uh, what type of budget they need to keep things going, how much work is done to make sure the Community Arif is always up and running and being repaired when necessary, etc. And Hatsala. Hatsala might be a little bit easier for everybody to realize because Hatsala has been... Uh, such an out-front organization in so many different cities around the world. If you still want the uh, the volunteers to be there and be trained, if you still want the equipment to be uh, accessible, if you want the medications to be there for people who need it, Hatsala needs the money to continue all of this. And here in Toronto, as we've been hearing, uh, Hatsala has an amazing reputation, and we hope everybody would um, uh, give as generously as possible, charity.com slash Toronto. Well, Daniela Kuhl and Hadassah Pertman are here. They are wives of Hatsala volunteers. Josh is Daniela's husband, and Jeremy is uh, Hadassah's husband. They're in the Viewmount uh, Shul, right? Okay, I'm learning my neighborhoods and shuls of Toronto, so you got to be patient with me on that. And uh, I am told that both of you are extremely passionate about the two causes that we are speaking about this morning. Who would like to begin and uh, tell everybody out there why it's so important to support this campaign? Um. This is a fantastic campaign um, for both causes. I actually lived in a community for three years that didn't have an A-roof. Um, and I, I don't think people realize the impact when you take it for granted. But um, we went to shul every Shabbos. There were no children at shul. Imagine what a Shabbos with no children at shul looks like. Um, it's, again, something we take for granted, but it changes the whole landscape of your Shabbos uh, when you don't have an A-roof. And um, it's invisible, and we don't think about it, but we got to think about it because our lives would be quite different without it. Um, and our lives would obviously be very different if we didn't have the safety net and the security of knowing that we have community members who are out there saving lives every day. Um, the peace of mind that we all have knowing that Hatsala is in Toronto, um, you, can't, you can't quantify that feeling. And both of you are people whose lives and family lives are impacted, obviously, in an even greater way by the Hatsala organization. Nonetheless, you're still saying... Let's appreciate Hatzalah and let's give and support them as much as possible. Um, uh, Daniela, what are your thoughts about these two great causes this morning? And what can you say to motivate people to give generously? Okay, so Josh has been a Hatzalah volunteer for about 20 years now. And I can say that he's really an inspiration to, you know, our daughters and myself <laughs> in the sense that he's call comes in, whether it's dead of winter, whether it's a Shabbos meal. Middle of the night. <laughs> middle of the night. It doesn't matter. He doesn't flinch. And he's up and he's ready to go to help a fellow Jew no matter what, no matter what time of day. And he really has sacrificed and given of himself as all of every single Hatzalah volunteer has done. And we're so proud of the entire organization. And the era of, as Hadassah said, 
makes our lives so much better. Yeah. So two amazing causes. Without even realizing it, that's how much better it makes your lives. Uh, Daniela Kuhl and Hadassah Pertman are here. Uh, you are familiar, obviously, with Hatzalah Volunteers. That's obvious based on what we just described. I'm sure you know plenty of people who have already um, given their support to this campaign. Now we just need other people to hop aboard. Because every time someone gives today, that's worth four times the amount. That's an unbelievable way to fundraise, where every time you give 100 bucks, you know it's really $400. So I'm going to ask you to just continue with me and encourage everybody to give and, and make their dollars quadruple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else is there to say? What else is there to say? <laughs> when something's wrong and you couldn't be more afraid, someone, I don't want to be graphic, but someone, a child is choking, right. a loved one is has fainted, there's nothing in the world you, you would or wouldn't give just to have some help. And that's exactly what Hatsala does. And that's, so we have to remember uh, that. And that's why Donnie and I don't mind at all that our husbands sometimes aren't around um, because... We, we know how important it is and we're willing to make that that sacrifice I think in our family lives and knowing that it's not really a sacrifice like Donnie said that it's an inspiration and it's a message um, to our children about what's important right. and um, being there for others yeah how long has Jeremy been a volunteer <laughs> Jeremy's only been a volunteer for a few months so oh, I'm really? not in the wow. same boat as as Donnie Josh is how long 20 years 20 since years. it started wow. um, so it's only been a few months but uh I think what sometimes people don't realize is that um, these Hatzalah members are not, it's not like a designated time that they're on call. This right. is all the time. 24 um, hours, 24 seven hours. days. 24 um, hours. You know, Jeremy. Middle of the Pesach exactly. Seder. Middle of the Sukkot meal. Exactly. Bath, bath time. Bath time. It's typically when it happens for me. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> um, you know, for our family, it is it is a little bit of a sacrifice. My husband travels during the week, so he's not around. Um, and weekends when, you know, normally we would have that family time, he's very often getting called out and, but we're really okay with it, and it's it's totally worth it. And I'm so proud of him, and our girls are are really proud of him. Are you lifelong Torontonians, both of you? I am. Not me. I'm from Miami Beach. Miami Beach. Yeah. Wow. So a little bit different for you than what you different. used to growing up. And I say that only because one of the themes this morning has been how incredibly philanthropic, how incredibly dedicated the community is. You've seen it your whole life, so you know that Toronto will certainly respond to this call today, right? This is the best community. It is. I can say that. Yeah. Even not having come from here. Wow, very nice. That's In every a, way. That is that's a great uh, a great way to wrap things up. Charity.com slash Toronto. Two causes being supported four times the amount every time someone donates. And already, and I wish are we? Are we? Can I say it? Can I say two hundred thousand? Yes. Already, as as we approach uh, a few minutes before ten AM Eastern time. In one hour, we are at $200,000. Doesn't surprise either of you, I'm sure, right? Zero. Doesn't surprise you at all. Thank you both very, very much. Thank and you. let's hope everyone yeah. heeds the call and uh, makes a, uh, a nice donation today that will be quadrupled. Imagine that, quadrupled. Uh, and we'll add more and more to both the Toronto community, Erev and the Hatzala of Toronto. One of the things we have to point out is that in order to run a charity campaign, you need people to match. You need people to come forward before the campaign when they don't know how it's going to do, and say, I'm giving 20, 40, 50, 60,000, whatever it is, in order, to, um, in order to make sure that these funds are quadrupled when the campaign goes live. So a lot of people who've uh, been dedicated in advance of this over the last week or two uh, to become matchers, 
and to make sure to um, uh, to that this money gets quadrupled. To them, to them, we we salute them and uh, the faith they have in this community. And everybody out there who's watching and listening, uh, do what you can for the city of Toronto, whether you live in Toronto or not. Keep the Arif and the uh, Hatzalah organizations going strong. Go to charity.com slash Toronto, charity.com slash Toronto. A reminder, this show is going to encore tonight between 6 and 9 a.m. this evening at the Nachum Siegel Network. I say it because there have been a lot of very inspiring conversations this morning that, um, that you may have missed. Uh, people, both from the Jewish and secular community, who had a lot of very wonderful things to say about both of these organizations. So please, um, if you have an opportunity, tune in tonight between 6 and 9 here at uh, the Nahum Siegel Network. And a reminder that we're on the road tomorrow in Woodmere with our friends at the Jewish National Fund. And we have again... We've again fulfilled our mission of being on the road and emphasizing Jewish unity with the unified community effort that we have this morning. Are we going to... Uh... All right, so we'll go to this quick selection. We'll wrap things up with another special guest on this Wednesday morning at JM in the AM. J.M. in the A.M. with Leif Tahar. All right, we're going to start wrapping things up here on a uh, Wednesday morning. 
I want to uh, thank Shimshi Gross, who's uh, on the committee of hosts for us here at JMDM. Thank you for serving as a member of the committee. My pleasure. And please convey our thanks to the other committee members who hosted us here in our mobile studio this morning. I will. I thank you very much for that. Uh, and I also want to th- a big shout-out to Libby Gross, who was also instrumental and a member of the committee of hosting us here this morning. So you'll convey that to her as well, please. You know, they say, behind every great man. <laughs> in this case, it's 100% true. You have an amazing wife. All right. Um, listen, two, three weeks ago, I would assume, because Yummy said that that's when it all started, uh, people like yourself went to different people in the community and said, look, it's time to step up. We've got to get this whole matching thing going. Otherwise, this campaign can't be kicked off. And for people to do that, they need a certain amount of faith in the community that you know everyone will come through and, and make this a successful campaign. So I guess there's a uh, to begin with, there's a, a special tribute or a thank you that we need to give to those who stepped forward weeks ago before this whole official campaign started. So a- absolutely. Um, I, I, I should say that really it was quite refreshing and really a tremendous chizik for me to be able to, I went to quite a few individuals in the community and people really did step up. I mean, um, honestly, I'm passionate about uh, about the organizations that right. we're representing here. Um, so I think that does go, uh, bring this a little further and bring it home to people. But people really did step up. And uh, I found, we actually, it was, I, I can't say easy, right. you know, because I don't want to make it sound too easy, but it was really uh, a pleasure to meet with people and get matchers, and, and the community really stepped up. And you and I sit here now and close out this show. There are $222,000 in one hour. That must be a yeah. wonderful feeling. It, it is a wonderful feeling. <laughs> so people are coming through. Predictions that this would end or that the campaign is going to end and get into a bonus round much sooner than people originally anticipated. It looks like that might actually happen. I, I, I welcome that. I'm really excited <laughs> about that. And I think we all are. We all here are excited and about that. And the final word. There are people out there, both in Toronto and in other parts of the world who are very familiar with Toronto, who wonder if they should come forward. Why not give them one final push and tell them that every dollar they give is is quadruple today. It's a good time for them to come forward. I, I agree. Okay, so I, I would like to give a big push to everybody out there. Um, remember, we may be Toronto, but we're all on the same team. And um, Hatsala and Erev um, really can use your help. And anything you do would be appreciated. Anything. I mean, charity.com slash Toronto. And uh, it would really, really be appreciated. Tiskel Mitzvahs. And Nachum, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you very much. Great being here. Shimshi Gross, greatly appreciated. Thank you for wrapping things up with me today. Achenu Yisrael and Achli Machem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com. On the NachumSiegel Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. And now... Our closing theme, $238,000 as we end the show. $238,000 in one hour. Um, as predicted earlier, it's very, very likely, very possible. Now at $240,000. $240,000 as we end the show, and it's very likely that bonus round will begin earlier than we thought. Remember, the show will be encore tonight starting at 6 p.m. Bite Size with Yoni Pollock, who sits to my left, coming up next between 10 and 11 a.m. And, of course, I've rummy at 11 o'clock with our live lunch from Beit Shemesh, Israel. That's from 11 until 1. Tomorrow we're with JNF, everybody. That's right. Tomorrow we are at, with JNF in Woodmere at Gotta Get a Bagel. Stop by between 6 and 9 a.m. And, of course, we'll be with Achiezer tomorrow from 11 until 1. All Jewish unity-themed broadcasts as we 
continue to be on the road this week. Thank you, Avrami. Thank you, Yoni. And thank you to all of you for tuning in. And thanks to Yummy and, every, and ZK, of course. Thank you. And thanks to Yummy and everybody here in Toronto, Canada. Make it a success, everybody. Charity.com slash Toronto. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future. Yeah.